Episode 20 of the Varangian Heresy. We are back, properly back this time. Uh, you had our bonus episode uh, a couple of days ago or a day ago. It just depends how long it's taken me to actually get the damn thing out or even at the same day. You could be listening to us after some hour and a half, two hours of ear bleeding talk of me and Freddie just going over what's going to be happening at Scandus after it's happened. Um, all I can say is real life's been kicking some of us in the ass, if not all of us. And, you know, shit happens. We roll with it. We keep going for the War Master, and somebody on here has to do something for the Emperor, right, Chris? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, the less said about that, the better. Um, so, with me tonight, as always, are my co-hosts. There is Christopher. Hey, Yodi, how are you? I am doing good, buddy. We are back in the saddle. We are back at this, so I'm a very happy man. How about and, you, buddy? Uh, yeah, I'm fine. I have to fortify the soul system, but otherwise, I'm good. Uh, you'd have to do that. There's nothing happening. There's no, you know, stuff and things going on there. Read Praetorian of Dawn, everybody. For God's sake, read Praetorian of Dawn. Yep. It's amazing. Um, and, as always, the Crown Prince himself, the Prince of Darkness, the King of 30k in Sweden, Mr. Freddy. How you doing, brother? Uh, pretty good. I'm also back. You are back. Back again. It's fucking cold here. Hang <laughs> on. Well, yeah, I'm sorry, we don't have 50 plus degree heat as a constant, you know, from uh, wherever you may or may not have been that we probably can or can't talk about. I don't know. Uh, um, this is shit. Yeah, just going to have to live with it, mate. Sorry. And, and I just realized uh, for our musical tune, we have to do Backstreet's Back, what the yeah. fuck it's called. Oh, God, right, okay. You heard it here first, I was, everybody. Uh, yeah. I was maybe we thinking can... it would be a song by Eminem, if nothing else. Guess, oh, guess who's back? Guess who's back. Yeah. back? Back again. No, 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 no. no. We're going to do it with class because that's what our listeners expect of us. The boys are back in town. Thin Lizzy. Yeah, there we go. Thin oh, Lizzy. But so, I, I want it sung by Spencer. Isn't he in France at the moment? No, I don't care. He can still sing it. Send it to us. <laughs> After your last musical episode interlude between the two of you, I, I don't think anybody's ears could handle that amount of... Um, the word I'm looking for. Awesome. Yeah, I'm going to go exactly. with awesome. Noise um, marine style. Yeah, very much so. Uh, very, very much so. But before we crack on with our usual banter and what we're already getting into, uh, I'm going to do a quick social media shout out. Uh, first of all, there is our Facebook page, the Varangian Heresy podcast. Uh, hook us up, give, give us a like, keep up to date with what's going on, especially when new episodes drop. We are just a few uh, likes away from hitting 300. It's not important, but it's always nice to uh, see big numbers come up. And when we actually go into talking about Scandus later, you can actually see some of our live webcasts on that page as well. And if I remember to, I'll try and get them over onto YouTube or something. I don't know. Uh, we've also got our Varangian Heresy podcast group. So join the group, get involved, post up your whips, show us what's going on. If you've got any questions for the show, shout them out in there or drop us an email, which comes on nicely to our email, which is thevarangianheresy at gmail.com. Uh, those of you that have sent us lists in, have no fear. We will be getting around to them. Again, like I said, real life has been pretty much kicking us in the ass, um, But we're back on track, so we're going to do a nice special episode, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. 
Um, we have a Twitter account, Varangian Heresy, on Twitter. Uh, I haven't gone to Instagram yet, but who knows? We might get that brave soon. Um, and we do have a website, the Varangian Heresy whatever the fuck it is in your area. Um, Chris, mm-hmm. how up to date is that? I can say that we actually might have a YouTube channel in five minutes. Okay, so we're going to have a YouTube channel in five minutes. Is that a nice way? Yeah. Okay, that's how up to date our website is. We're going to have a YouTube Jesus channel Christ. in about five minutes. That's great, isn't it? It's not like anybody gets employed to do social media here. Well, no, we don't get employed. I do. Shit. Okay, anyway. Ignoring that and moving on. Um, so, holy shit, we've been away for a while, and fuck me has a lot dropped in that time. Um, there is a shit ton of news to get through, and I don't know if we've got time to get through it all. Um, so... Should we just touch on some of the important stuff and, and see where we go from there? Yep. Yeah. Sounds fair. So, uh, Freddie, you, you're back. You're back from well, the uh, the land of um, the land of sun. What's uh, what's caught your eye the most? Well, what the fuck? Like I've been on so long. I've noticed there's a fucking stormbird. There's a mastodon. There's lemur rust for some reason. Yeah. Some pl- some plastic magnets, but I don't think that counts. And the Prospero book. No, books. Book. Yeah. You wish it was a Prospero book, let's be fair. <laughs> book 7 dropped, I think we'd all be shitting a brick right about now. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, very much so. Um, I, I've got to say, seeing Russ finally drop after a couple of episodes of Christopher going, no, we can't talk about it, we can't talk about it, it's not legit, it's not there until it's released. Is- I, 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 I actually, Morris actually said that I would want more time to look at the mini before I could do well, you've had something. time. So you've yeah, had and it's still, time, yeah? it's still not good. Really? I really don't like the Mini. Really? I, I, I must admit, I actually quite like it. I, I do. I think... You know, um, you know, hate is going to hate. Yeah, pretty much. But I mean, that, 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 that's, the, that's the thing. You, With all the Primarchs, you like them or you don't like them, basically. Yeah. It's not, mean, it's not what I imagined, and it probably never will be. Hang on. Are you one of these guys who... Why doesn't he have a beard? No, no. Oh, thank God for that. Right, okay. Why does it look like an ice skater with uh, wielding a f- sword from World of Warcraft? Because that's basically, you know, a shorthand. Like, that, that's like a, you know, a matte description of Liam Russ right there. There you go. Pretty much. And he doesn't look grown up enough. He looks like a kid. If you look at the face. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, do you know, I think it was um, Michael and um, oh, Michael and Ryan over on the, the uh, Radio Free Istvan were talking about in their last episode. Um, he looks like Gary Busey. You know, the um, Gary Busey, the bad guy from Lethal, Lethal Weapon. Uh, Lethal Weapon, yeah, Lethal Weapon 1. Uh, the one who uh, Mel Gibson ends up fighting. You know, the cra- crazy Gary Busey, but before he had the bike accident and went mental. Um, yeah. He's got that kind of a face, um, but still more reminds me of his son actually. Jake, yeah. Oh no, wrong Jake. No, is it the same Jake? I don't know. Could be a Jake. Jake from the uh, Covenant of Fire, and we'll talk about that in a minute as well. Um, there you go. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, we could just put like this. We might. Well, we probably are going to have a unboxing and uh, unboxing episode talking about uh, the Battle for Prospero box. Are you basically telling me that we're not going to talk about this anymore now? No, we, it was you who said we should blast through this. 
True, but there's blasting through, and then there's blasting through. I mean, there's you know, like there's, <laughs> there's, there's a difference between a ten dollar ten dollar handjob and a fifty dollar handjob, Chris. You know, let's just get to the most important it. part. The most important part. Always the money shot. Always there's the money the, shot with you. There's the 40k open day soon, and there's strangely a lot of heresy that they released there. How, how is this the most important part? Because it's the custodist grav tank and the macrocarried explorator for the mechanicum. Oh, so in other words, it's bias bullshit because you want to talk about the mechanicum stuff, right? Looks way way cooler than Ross. It could probably run over Ross and not even notice. Oh, that Ross sounds just... like an that sounds like an in-game challenge if ever I heard one. <laughs> I don't know about running over Primarchs. No, that tried to either. be done at Scandis. Well, uh, actually, to be need... fair, it didn't go well for the Primarch. Let's be honest. <laughs> what are you talking about? That was uh, like a Thunder Blitz, right? With a no. Typhon? No, no, I'm talking about the Night Joust, but we'll get to that in a oh. bit. Uh, we'll get, that to, get to that in a bit. See, that's why he needed to bring Angron. Yeah, well, Angron <laughs> would have been fine. Fulgrim? Nah, not so much. Um, but uh, no, to be fair, yeah, the, uh, the Heresy, week, or the 40k Weekender, whatever it is, open day, is coming up, and there is a distinct amount of Heresy there. The Custos Grav Tank looks like... I, I think it's nice, but it still looks like somebody's basically put two um, scimitar jet bikes together with yep. a cockpit and slapped the turret of uh, uh, Sakaran uh, on there. Uh, Isn't that what it is? No. I don't Amazing. know. Maybe. I don't know what I was... To, to be honest with you, I was kind of hoping for um, a Hover Rhino chassis. That, that's probably Ooh, I something that will be available. Oh, do you remember that white dwarf from, like, I think it's yes. 80, 87 with the... Yeah. Like the building instructor for the hover radio. Yes. Uh, uh, and or and the, I mean. and the one with the tank when you used the shampoo bottles. Yes, and that's the thing. This is why I, want, I was hoping it would gonna, they were going to do all the custom stuff on the hover rhino uh, chassis <laughs> and do it that way. Because how cool that, would that be? That was the first uh, iteration of the vehicle design rules, wasn't it? Yep. Yep. Old, old school vehicle design rules. Yep. Uh, uh, bring back by shampoo battle tanks. Just yeah, make them. Fuck me, the, the, you know you could you could feel a hundred a hundred tanks at the price of one Ford wheel tank if you do it that way. Yeah, um, but, but to be fair, you can just run like order reductor and have the artillery tanks because they don't really have miniatures anyway. Yeah, but some of us like to use flesh and blood and not you know robos, robots. Yeah. And, and the best part about the shampoo bottle, like uh, you miss this one complaint, you got no. like oh he's no but buying you shampoo baby. Yeah, I'm just buying, and I'm recycling stuff. Look, look how awesome I am. Yeah, check me out. But yeah. then, then you run into a problem. Why have you spent 300 or 400 kroners a day on shampoo? Because I'm not spending 1500 on Forgeworld. A day. A day. <laughs> <laughs> See, legit, absolute legit reasonings. It's totally, totally okay. You know, you can. This stuff can be, can be explained away. Um, <laughs> So yeah, um, but no, I think um, okay, Chris, your big thing is uh, is the customer is the Macord Explorator. I, yep. We are going to talk about Prosper, and we'll talk about that in a few seconds. Um, I do love Russ. I do love what they've brought out with Russ. Um, I love the model, and I think I'm um, I'm in the camp of um, I can't wait to see when they bring Magnus out if they're going to actually combine the two. Um, you know, looking looking at the the base of. Uh... Ross, it, it's a large, uh, high probability, I think. Yeah, because it seems styled that way. It's like he is, he is running towards a challenge or running towards something. Yeah, you know? just look uh, at the style of uh, the Fulgrim and Ferris base. Yeah, 
sadly, Fulgrim doesn't really make sense without Ferris in front of him. No, not as much. I mean, the one... Uh, Freddy, doesn't... Uh, somebody remind me, doesn't he have uh, a banner-carrying option as well? Uh, no, that's the conversion you're thinking about. Uh, it is the banner, the banner is on the ground, like, it's, uh, it's part of his base. Yeah. But you can use it to make him hold a banner, and then I think someone grabbed, like, a librarian uh, flaming sword. Yeah. Because that looks way fucking cooler. And yeah. that one that one made sense. Yeah, because uh, Fulgrim is basically posed like he's r- jumping away from a hit by the, by, by Ferris's hammer. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's make, it, makes, it makes sense. But, uh, yeah, I, I think this is Russ running into a challenge, possibly, or, or something. Uh, I think it's maybe it's Magnus, which I think is pretty damn cool. Even better, he's actually running away from Magnus because Magnus is lying on the ground with a broken back. And that's the only miniature they will ever get. Until yep. said, Demon whoop, 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 whoop. I just broke Magnus and here I go. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, we did miss something in new stuff as well. Just, you know, for anybody who happens to have the odd two, £2,900 lying around, because actually, no, you'll get free shipping, so just 2850 you can go out and buy a Legio Totalicus Titan Maniple. Done. You can, done. Sold. I want five. Um, you can go out and buy it. So it gets you a Warlord, two Reavers, and two Warhounds. And I yeah. think it's been worked out that the saving is effectively you buy that and get one get a warhound free in all. Yeah, that. but that, that, that's the problem because you would actually need two more warhounds for that manipul to work. Really? Yeah, it should be. Oh, it's two per two, two per reaver. Two per reaver, and then the reavers protect the. Uh, fine, okay. See, four twelve just not fully committing. Just or the, yeah, or, or, or the, the fact that no one would actually buy them. them. <laughs> hey, if they've got, let's be fair. Um, I've seen people who uh, bought that on Instagram and basically shipped it to a commission painter the entire set yeah but yeah, the thing is legit. because you're saving that one Warhound you just buy that as well you could buy two boxes or two sets and you still would like Warhounds but you would have two Warlords well yeah. you know you can make them out of plastic card so yeah. I've heard. Yeah. Well, yeah, trust me, you can. I, I've got one in my hand. Oh, I had one in my hands earlier on, and I'll be painting it for you. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to make my own next year because it's awesome. Um, Which pattern is it, by the way? That we're on? Uh, Mars, the blockier one. Mars? No, 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 that's a no, Lucius. Oh, Lucius, is it? I think is it, it the, is it the wolf or the jackal? Uh, give me a second, I will find out. Titan Legions, I'm just going to have a look at a picture of them. It is the... <laughs> Boxy one. Yeah, it's a square-faced square, square, square faced one. Um, Basically both of them. They just have slight differences. Yeah, this they one's the more... It's, the, it's the, not the wolf one. It's not the, it's not the stylized head. It's the... Um, so it's, it's a jackal. Yeah. They basically have like, teeth on the side. Uh, kind of. Not not on this one. I don't think it's on the actual styling of it. I'll have to have a look. I think it was the paint job on the original one. Hmm. But it's uh, it's a very nice piece of kit. It's been well built, and um, it really makes me want to build my own out of plastic card now. Um, yep. So I shall go ahead and do that at some point. And then we slowly get our manipul going. Yep. The, the Rangin Heresy, heresy manipul. Yeah, definitely. We can do that, and we just have to win a Warhound, t- uh, a Warlord Titan at some point. Oh nope, somebody already went and did that. 
That's right. Um, but we'll be talking about that very soon. Um, so let's uh, let's move on quickly. Let's talk about what we're going to be doing. So coming up in the next few episodes, we're looking to have an army uh, army focused episode, and also catch up on the lists that we have. Uh, yet to review that people have sent us diligently and you know we've been a bit shit on uh, but we're going to work on that and we have a uh, Prospero event uh, well unboxing and review of said box uh, all its contents and all the stuff in and around that so maybe talk a little bit of fluff and you know talk, talk all the good fun stuff that we can think of to go with it so yeah that's what's coming up um Hobby progress. Let's actually talk about what we've been doing hobby-wise. What have you guys been up to? Well, Freddy, you start. Uh, okay. No worries. Uh, well, uh, I I have started painting world eaters again. So I done, done uh, a xylophone and a leviathan because I decided to bring a completely new army to BSK, <laughs> which is going to give me an excuse to paint, you know, a unit of breaches, a unit of assault marines, uh, converted up some servitors with power fists, uh, a world eater tech marine, the world eater special apothecary dude, world eater master of signals, a world eater unit with melter guns, a dreadnought drop pod, and two normal drop pods, and a stress's assault ram. And all that has to be done until next week, so I'm busy. Yeah, that's busy. I was about to say, shit, you've done all that, I quit. <laughs> no, I haven't done that yet. That's no, the painting right, list. Right, <laughs> I was oh, gonna right, say. right now, oh, I forgot, because I'm holding them in my hand, I didn't count it. And, and also my Tartarus Terminator command squad for the World Eaters and a World Eater Praetor in Tartarus Command. I mean, in Tartarus Armor. 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 Uh, that's what I've been Grr, doing, and arg. then I've also been working a little bit off train because I can't help myself. I'm getting all excited for Lincoln, <laughs> but more more about that in way later episodes. Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll we'll touch it. I'm sure every episode that we talk about, but hey, that's uh, that's something that will be in the plan. Well, um, at, least, at least it's it's a new event shout out. Oh, and also I got airplanes tickets to go to Adepticon and Stiff. Yes. And we will again talk about that in the future. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm aiming to do the same somehow. I will find a way. I really wish I could be going with you on that. It would uh, be cool. Yeah, that's I'll, not really possible. I'll, I'll drink for you, mate. Don't worry. Yeah. My no drinking beer is over by then, so fuck me dead. Yeah. So it, you it, have to... it, it ends like I think two days before the flight leaves. Yeah. So we're gonna put it like this then. One drink. Every beer you drink for yourself, you have to drink one for me. Yeah. Oh fuck Done. me! I'm going to be picking him up, aren't I? Oh. Done. Done. You probably nice. have to escort him home. You have to roll my dice, <laughs> move my minches. You know. He's going to sit there with spiders on him in a chair. I'll get a call girl do that for me. It's all good. Fair enough. Fair enough. Your wife doesn't listen to this, does she? No. Ah, we are. That's fine. Um. Fair enough. Um, okay. She, she, Chris, she wouldn't worry about that. She would be like, how much was that Mastodon again? Yeah. <laughs> how much were those tickets? Uh, <laughs> Come on, Chris. Your turn. What have you been up to? Well, first of all, I just noticed that on G-Dub's website, the sergeant or whatever for the Mark III guys are painted in Ultramarine's colors. He's the only one in the entire gallery that's painted in Ultramarine's colors. That's interesting. I've 
also been uh, slugging away on my Knight Atropos boss, which, to my shame, were actually to be painted before Lincoln last uh, Lincoln this year, so six months ago or so. But I've, it started, and it, if anyone wants to follow my paint, it's on my Instagram, which is Nevindar, I think, isn't it? Yes. I never send messages to myself on Instagram, so that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I normally create fi- five or six uh, accounts with you know, imaginary people, and I talk to them yeah. all night long. Oh, well, I, I, it's uh, it's Nevindar, and I try to post. At least once every two days, some updates, and I would be more frequent with it now that I've mentioned it. That's good. Public public, uh, public motivation. Yeah, that's uh, probably what I need right now, because I need to finish this one before I move, because of my goal, at least. Or before I move, before next weekend. So that's way before I move, because it has to be at BSK. Yeah, which is coming up a couple of weeks' time. Uh, well, it's next week. Okay, this. next week. Fair point. Jesus Christ. No, no, I mean, I, I was still looking over my only primed and assembled miniatures. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this is the, the same deadline that Freddy has, basically. Yeah. I've also been working on my order reductor Minotaur. That's uh, basically it's the mini the paint on while the paint dries on the Atropos. Okay. Very cool. Um, yep. Anything else you've been working on, or is that that the uh, the sum total, just so we know where we stand? Mm, well, only list hammering for the events next year. Yeah, so, that's fine. I got to do some of that at some point. So the current iter- current uh, plan is actually imperial fi- imperial fists. Uh, bring it. Just because well, they are in every way better than your guys. Uh, nothing is better than my guys, though. Uh, oh, Jody, what's your uh, hobby progress? My hobby progress has been, um, well, limited, if I'm honest. Um, a lot of it has been shaped by the after effects of Scandis. I am currently building a terrain feature that I'm going to be uh, <laughs> making mean, part of my list. Start, after you stop crying in the shower, no, <laughs> eating ice cream. There was no That's crying. Right. There was, you know what? I I will I will talk about it in a bit more detail. When we come on to Scandis. I achieved my goal. I was happy. Yeah, you rocked I, up. I, I, fuck, yeah, I rocked up with a fully painted army, Chris. Um, I had a fully painted army, but let's talk about that later. Yeah, let's leave that one till later, because let's get that shit out of the way later on. Uh, but no, uh, after after um, after Scandis, I realised I need to make a few more a uh, few more tweaks in my large list. Um, a few more tyrants? No, actually not. But um, I'm going to be putting in some uh, more AP2 heavy weapons. Um, Makes that sense. Was quite quite an obvious uh, obvious lacking of, um, and relying on things like rending and stuff um, to get through armor and things is. Uh, I'd rather have the sort of more secure numbers. So I think some of that is a good idea. Um, so I'll be working on that and scavenging bits for conversions. Um, and what else are we working on? Oh yeah, I've collected for Freddy. I have collected a uh, a uh, Warhound Titan and a Thunderhawk and uh, what is it? Fire Raptor. Uh, Storm Eagle. Storm Eagle and a Storm Eagle. 
Uh, you, keep, you keep saying Fire Raptor, but... I keep thinking Fire Raptor. I keep thinking Fire Raptor. It should be a Fire Raptor. Well, it's going to be converted into the Raven Guard kind. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So, the sneaky... Shadow... shadow what the fuck it's called? Uh, the What's it called? Shadow, shadow... The sneaky, like, the sneaky ship. Like a Darkwing or something? Yeah, dark, something... Darkwing dark dark. Duck! <laughs> dark you wing. should put a huge build on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now, that would be cool. Um... But uh, no, no, I can hear Freddy seething there, and no, no, we've got to do things serious now. Serious, serious. Um, seriousness. Yeah. And to be fair, that would be more of a look for a siphon rather than a storm eagle. <laughs> yeah, it would actually. That would work quite well. Um, sorry for disappearing there, just leaning over, looking at my bits box, and trying not to make any hobby noise for once. Um, I could, uh, if you want, I could uh, bring up the bag with bits I had. No, it's, o- it's okay, it's Earlier. okay. I think we're good. Um, I think we, we don't <laughs> want to actually antagonize our listeners who have an issue with that. So we're trying to be, you know, we're trying to be good and stuff. So let's try and be good. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I've been working on uh, working on a bunker, basically, is what I'm working on at the moment. Some uh, new additions to my iron havocs. And I have just put the, uh, the first coat or base coat of white spray paint down on the um on the thunderhawk so i can get it painted up in time for freddy coming and picking it up for avarii um yep and then i will be working on the i'm hoping to get this done not this week by the end of next week and then get the warhound started as well a lot of that's going to just be masking off the the uh, metal work that's already been done and just doing a lot of the work on the plates because uh, you're going for which one a victus uh was it like the Olurian? Yeah, Olurian? it's it's basically the the red and white. Um, the one I got massacred at the Istvan fight. Yeah. Um, so there's uh, there's that uh, that to be painted up as well. So that's uh, going to do some airbrushing with that, which will be a bit of fun. A lot of brushwork, you know. Which is good because then you the quicker you're done, you can start working on your brand spanking new spot. So which I'm very much, which I'm very much, I am very looking forward to. Uh, oh. What the hell? Sorry, just what? Had, I just had a random thing play in my ear from a web page, and I was like, "What the fuck was that?" Um, Got to love when that happens. Yeah, very much so. Uh, at least it wasn't porn this time, so that's all good. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so the, I've got some big projects to work on, a few bits and pieces to add for my list. And I, yeah, uh, I want to start, hopefully start weathering, doing some actual weathering and transfers on my Iron Warriors as well now, because I want to get them up to uh, full standard. That's my plan. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of more more of a future hobby progress and what I've kind of been trying to work on. Um, but uh, I've been getting some stuff done, so I'm, I'm happy with that. At least I've been getting somewhere. Um, so yeah, that leads us on nicely, I guess, to... Um, yeah, we need to talk about the uh, box dread, don't we? Because that's part of Scandus. But that's right. we did have a extra uh, external of Scandus um, box dread challenge, which we opened up to international listeners. And we got a couple of entries, and they were both very, and I do mean literally, we got two <laughs> entries. So big yep. shout out to uh, Michael from Radio Free Istvan and Sean from Seize the Initiative. Um, they both dropped some seriously beautiful box dread work on us. Um, I guess officially there has to be a winner. We kind of have to choose one of them as a winner, I guess. Um, and we kind of came for a general consensus that um, 
Michael's uh, double auto cannon wielding of craziness um, uh, box dread was the the winner. Um, but in all fairness, the fact that he and Sean did some absolutely amazing work, we're going to split the prize between them, and they're both going to get uh, Fulgrim pillow cover each. That's right. So they're going to get and some we should sexy. Probably, we should probably toss in a certificate of participation as well. Well, if you, if you can make that up now, I'll be ready for next Scandus. Are we doing well, a box thread for next Scandus? <laughs> no, no I'm, just shots, I'm just putting shots fired, mate. That's all it is. Shots fired. And we actually have a YouTube channel now, so see, I'm, I'm actually doing work. Woohoo! Cool. Can you download and then upload the, um, the games on there as well, then? Uh, one day, one day. Well, uh, yeah, but we'll, we'll source their addresses and we'll send out a pillowcase each. Yeah, definitely. And then throw in some stickers. Yeah, we'll throw in some stickers. And thank you very much, for us guys, for getting involved. It's uh, it's rather awesome of you. It was a whole lot of fun, especially. And again, we'll talk about it when it comes to Scandus itself. But uh, it was good to see some people take it, take the initiative, and go in and do some stuff and have some real fun. So, yeah, uh, Sean really did went quite crazy on his conversions. Oh, he did, and it was very, very awesome. And uh, the, these the photos will be up in the group. Yeah, definitely. When this yep. episode hits. Perfect. So, I think that's pretty much a uh, rush through but completed introduction. Uh, unless you guys can think of anything. Nope, but I got an idea for next scan is what to convert, but I'll leave that for lucky year. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, leave it for a year and then forget about it because if we mention on a recording now, somebody will shout us out like two weeks from Scandis going, you said you were going to do this. Like, okay. I was just going to say that you could talk to me about that after the recording so I might have something finished for next year. Well, I wasn't, wasn't <laughs> going to go there, but okay, fair enough. We can do that. Um, so yeah, what we'll do now, guys, is we will head on out to some music and we will come back with what may end up being a rather lengthy uh, lengthy uh, middle section as we talk about the awesomeness that was the Bernie Oscandus Prime event. So here is a little bit of music to celebrate Freddie coming back. Here's some Thin Lizzy with The Boys Are Back In Town. <laughs> much to say, but man, I still think them cats are crazy. They were asking if you were around, how you was, where you could be found. Told them you were living downtown, driving all the old men crazy. She was cool, she was red hot I mean she was steaming And that time over at Johnny's place Well this chick 
got up and she slapped Johnny's face Man, we just fell about the place If that chick don't wanna know, forget her It's now time to talk about the big one, the big event, what we've been leading up to the um, the whole, well, pretty much the whole existence of the podcast so far, uh, <laughs> for modest, is uh, leading up to the burning of Skanders Prime. Um, yeah, so, Freddie, it's been your baby, it's been your event the whole way along. Yeah, Tell it's us, been my baby. Let's go into yeah. it. I mean, everybody should have listened to the event episode that we've put up already. But if they haven't, yeah. let's go for it. Give them, give them an overview. Yeah, no I'll, I'll give them a quick reminder of what was going on. It, it was a two-day event, and it was 3,000 points, and you people could bring, use any Force Org, as long as it was a Horus Heresy for, for sure. Force Org? Fuck, too much gin and tonic here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so you could run Leviathan, you could run, you know, Onslaught, Raider, uh, Castellan, Castellan? What the fuck it's called? Castellan? Castellan, the the you know fort building one, and your normal Age of Darkness and whatnot, or the Redactor one, or you know whatever you wanted to do, and uh, basically it was like five rounds, and it was uh, a team team based event, so it was loyalists versus traitors, so there was no like individual prizes ex- except for best painted and best sport, and that kind of made it a really fun event because I think it. It got really relaxed, and there was like no massive competitiveness going on. Uh, people still wanted to win, but it, it it really turned into team versus team, I reckon. Uh, and the one thing that we tried out was to, uh, to have a general for each side and let them do the matchup, which is you know good and bad. Considering probably bad because I totally failed in giving them their general package that I promised, but you know with work, traveling, and trying to fucking sort out this event in a couple of days when I got back. Uh, it's all my fault, but it's still kind of run pretty smoothly. So I don't know. What do you guys think? I think it was a whole lot of fun. It was it was a fantastic event. Um, tables were awesome. It ran smoothly. I mean, yeah, it runs a little bit over. A few things happened with people popping out and popping in and stuff like that. 
Uh, yeah, there were some medical emergencies and shit going on there, left, right, and center. But at least on the on the positive note, it got me to have to play a couple of games. Exactly. So I yeah. complain. So you got you got to uh, flex your uh, muscles. Do you, you played uh, you played both sides, didn't you? Yeah, and I jumped in like I think uh, first we were traitor heavy, so I jumped in for the loyalist and did my you know awesome naughty <laughs> Raven Guard by army. It's actually a piece of shit, but it's really fluffy. Love the Cerberus still. I can't not hate it so much, even though it <laughs> tends to kill itself. But <clears throat> and then I jumped in for the traitors there because uh, we lost. Uh, I think one of the guys turned really. What I found out in afterwards that he he went out drinking after drinking all day at the event so he kind of got really hungover <laughs> the day after <laughs> <laughs> so i had to jump in for him which was good though because i got to kill an entire night list with angron so i don't care <laughs> i had fun <sighs> yeah and we're uh, going to talk about that one a little bit later aren't we yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about all the gamings and stuff. But I have to say, like, uh, like the atmosphere was awesome. Everyone was just enjoying their gamings. There was no, I don't think, like the, I've, I've been to the ETC, I've been to a couple of 40k events, and and there was none of that, you know, kind of you know hardcore gaming atmosphere you get when people are kind of on the edge all the time. People just relaxed, you know. There was people walked around, people like challenged each other oh let's go and play so metallis i want to fight your list and you know and stuff and he- heaps of stuff happened and i have to say that the night joust at the night was like a massive success that was really fun like uh, even me not pay- playing in the night joust it was fucking hilarious to watch because yeah, it, it, ended up be- it, it ended up totally crazy it was and so it, fun to be and people was like oh this is going to take forever no no it, it doesn't last that long because Everyone is dying left, right, and center. I think that was the first time <laughs> I've ever actually played with a knight. So, you know, it was a hell of a good fun to actually do that. Yeah. And some epic tale was created from that. Oh, so yes. I'm thinking definitely, def- we definitely have to revisit the night jails for next year. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. sure. I think we're going to have to do that. Yeah. So that, that, was, that was awesome. And, you know, I didn't have to do much pairing and stuff. Uh, I, I could focus on uh, organizing the Warlord raffle and do a little bit of stuff like that. And we did a couple of live casting, not as many as I wanted to, as I had to jump in for heaps of games. But I was thinking for next year, like, it, 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 it kind of gave us heaps of ideas and heaps, heaps of ways on how to solve this for next year to actually, you know, do more live casting and be more involved in trying to get people around the world kind of enthralled into the event, which is pretty cool. And I think, like, everyone that w- went there, I haven't heard any anyone that kind of regretted coming to Scandis, and no one complained about, you know, unfair sportsmanship or anything. And, and you're seeing the draw. We had three people. Like, I think, I mean, it was like heaps of people got uh, sports votes, but there was three people, and all of them got, like, almost, like, they got max points on sports and it, it's pretty cool. Like it's not very often. It, usually, you always pick one, and it's kind of like a clear run. But at Scandis, we had three that had were dead even on points for sports. Yeah, it's like they got like almost they, all their opponents they played picked out them mm. as best sport. So that was it's pretty. It's like a good show on what kind of people you had at the event. I reckon it was awesome. And um, actually, the uh, one of the guys, I think the guy who actually won it. Um, I called him Leo because that's how he introduced himself to me when we played our game. Um, he actually won it. 
and uh, one of the best sport that is. And it's actually <laughs> on our live feed. It's the Iron Warriors versus Mechanicum, uh, my game two for the event. Um, so yeah, that was pretty awesome. Uh, and you get yeah, to see no. how much of a decent dude he was in that, which is pretty damn cool. Yeah, and you exactly. could also see that I, I was on, I only attended for one game for mainly school related reasons, and I had a blast just being there. It was a really nice atmosphere. Yeah, we we ended up uh, well coming and going. Uh, people like uh, we ended up having twenty eight players. Uh, we we had a couple of like I think there was a constant around twenty six, and we had two people kind of dropping out. Uh, because it was like one had to go to hospital, not due to drinking too much at the event. It was like a family emergency. And then, um, well, you, Chris, had to leave. Uh, but besides that, we had uh, the ones that I counted, because I kind of lost track because I had to play games. But I, I saw there was at least over 10 people coming there used to have a look and have a gander, which is pretty cool. So, so you can see that people are really interested in in the event, and you can see as I put up the the thing for Lincoln, we're already up to 38 players that want to play Lincoln, and out of those 10 people that I know that I said hi to that came and had a look, all of them has registered for Lincoln. So it's it's like a growth spurt for the community, which is always good. We could also mention that Lincoln is in late May next year. Yeah, I know. So it's like it's ages away. So yeah. you can get your army ready in time, right, Chris? Yeah, considering I'm doing a new one, I probably have to this this time. Yeah, no comment. Yeah. But it, it, it was kind of like massive. I think people were a bit knackered towards the end because there was uh, late night gaming. There was heaps of stuff going on. Uh, what I'm thinking about is kind of like what I've learned is it's kind of Pressing out three games and one night just in one night is probably you know asking a lot, especially for people traveling up in the morning. So I'm thinking about changing changing it around a bit, so doing like a two two games each each day, and then do like the night just still on the on the Saturday night, and then maybe do some sort of fun kind of activities in between games and stuff, and just keep the and actually do the games a bit longer because people did uh, like everyone that played a team game kind of enjoyed it so i was thinking maybe do some more team tables yeah that was very at, cool. at least like yeah, yeah like uh and what i had a couple of guys saying like uh fuck you know remember that six by four you had at lincoln like the son metallis which i now like i, I didn't bring it because oh, i brought heaps four by four so metallis they're like oh it would be fucking awesome if we you know because you, you have the massive nice theme like the two versus two on the forge world table it would be really cool if you had like a two versus two on the Soma Talis table as well. So get like a six by four Soma Talis table like you had at Lincoln. I'm thinking, fuck, yeah, that, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, do that for next year yeah. to do a couple of two by two ta- tables. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That would be yeah. that would be a lot of fun. I mean, I must admit, even though I stressed about getting a list ready and everything, I never actually got around to playing Soma Talis. And I was a bit disappointed about that, um, but that was yeah. that was that was just because it's how it ended up with the, the games I played. Um, yeah. Mainly because my opponent's well, armies were well, too too much fun not to play <laughs> at the full list. Yeah. So well, uh, that's that's another thing because people wanted to play Son Metalis, and I only had uh, two Son Metalis boards in in the end. I was planning to have more, but I ended up only having two because it was kind of what what I'm going to do for next year is is probably do fifty fifty. 
because heaps of people really wanted to play Sol Metalis. But it just ended up they, they got so enthralled in the whole 3,000 points games going on. And, and they're like, I want to face the night list. Oh, no, I want to, you know, that fucking armor cast, uh, uh, Warlord Titan. Oh, I need to take that shit down. And, but, but towards the end, people realized that, shit, I haven't played Sol Metalis. I want to play Sol Metalis. And, and then there was like a big massive fight about who got to use the Soma Talus tables. So I was thinking about actually, I have heaps of ideas for next year's, uh, next year's scanners. And I was thinking about uh, doing the tables 50 50. So you have 50% is going to be Soma Talus, 50% is going to be the 3,000 points normal battles. Uh, but the Soma Talus tables will influence the 3,000 points battles so, and increase the time span. So it's three and a half hours instead of three hours, uh, just because I noticed that, like, some of the... It, it all depended on the matchup. Some of the games finished around the three-hour mark. It was pretty spot on. But, like, two versus two, real struggle. Struggle against the three-hour time limit. So if, I, if I'm going to do more team battles, I need to increase the time. And then it won't be that stressful as well. Yeah. So, um, was, I, must so, say that I, I was fortunate enough to play in two two team battles and getting past turn three was pretty much impossible um yeah on both of them <laughs> uh that's because you didn't have anger mate <laughs> i finished up my game <laughs> two versus two i only needed one model though the rest of the army didn't do much <laughs> well it's angrum yeah no. that's yeah, what they do what they do well i have to I have to say the butchers took down like a knight as well yeah they didn't do much then Oh, no, well, the dual chain fist and rage on the charge, and <laughs> there wasn't much left of that night <laughs> once they were done. But, you know, it's half his compadres going in there. But oh well, that was the plan anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so it, it, it's a good, like, it's the first time I've kind of. I was a bit worried first, letting the whole event happen, like, having no bars whatsoever like this 3000 points you can go nuts and and heaps of people are like oh jesus christ like the list that's going to come out of this is going to be totally fucking smackaroo list but looking at all the lists besides the fucking seven knights which which you know i think plastic fantastic freddy he he fucking drew that list with just he and he has no vehicles at all no and, pr- power and he drew to again him. Yeah, so he drew against that list, and uh, you know he, heaps of people actually ended up pretty well against it. Uh, they all, they all, like Linus' list was pretty, you know, shitty, but people got a bit sidetracked played it, playing against him because there's there is ways around around Linus' list, and he, even though it was one of the harder lists there, it, it still wasn't like as nasty as you could probably make it. So, so. People didn't really go totally overboard that everyone was worried about that this is going to be turning into some, some fucking madness kind of 40k-ish event where everyone's just going to take their you know, fucking dick lists that are totally going to alienate people. People still did all the lists really fluffy, which was really cool, which I really enjoyed. Uh, and it's good to see, like, people People were, even though they're like, oh, I want to have a Titan or I want to have, like, all the knights, they, they kind of still build it in a fluffy way. And you could always play the caveat that shit are facing the night list. I don't want to play it. Let's play on the Soma Talis table, and it's all good. But no one actually used that card because they wanted like, oh, I wanted, 
I always wanted to face like an all-night list. <laughs> so it was almost like he didn't really have to look for opponents. So people were like, oh, no, fuck, I have to play the, the night house. Or no, I have to play liners. People were kind of like saw that as a challenge, which was really cool. And and I kind of liked how, how people kept uh, adding on the scores, you know, for the trader. It looked really dark for the traders, but I have to say the second day, I think, the traders clawed back like 20 or 30 points like because after day one they were way way behind but day two like i, th- I think the loyalists only won by what 10 points or something in the end yeah no i think it was a bit more than that i think it's about 15 yeah but that's only just uh, five games so they won five more games yeah which is that? That's not that much, though. If you think about each game, no. gives you three like, points. You win three it's, points. Yeah, it's, it's 15, 15 points. Fifteen points spread. Yeah. Um, so it, there, there was like what twenty? So fourteen games around. So out of those fourteen games around for five rounds, they won. In the end, they they won like what five more games. Yeah. Yeah, over. Oh, I mean, that, that, to be fair, that's a that's. It was a lot closer than the first round had it to be, because the first round was <laughs> yeah, pretty uh, fucking brutal afterwards. Yeah, yeah, the first round was really, it was terrible for the traitors. Yeah, it was. They, brutal. You guys won like what one or two games? I think we had one win and a draw in the first round, which, yeah. when you think about so, it, out of what <laughs> uh, nine tables we had. So that put us at four points to what is it? Eight, seven, four points to twenty-one. Well, there, there, there was no, no, there was uh, nine normal six by four table. Then there was uh, uh, two zone mortalis, and then there was the double table. Because all, all in all, there were uh, okay. Because the double table gave you double scores. So yeah. So let's say there was thirteen tables. I think it all in all. If I'm not counting wrong. Uh, one, two, three, four. I have to. I, I'm mentally remembering. Yeah, one, two, three. Because the somatalis weren't numbered. You know, with the number. You know how no, they were the numbers they on each. Yeah, no, actually, no. Because yeah, there were two more zone mortalis. There were two zone mortalis tables. And, yeah, and, and the, the double table wasn't numbered. Yeah. Oh God. So yeah, actually, numbered. so we would have had more points spread. So it would have been four points to Jesus. Uh, a lot more <laughs> almost 30 yeah so yeah it was really terrible <laughs> the first round I thought like, what the hell is going on <laughs> yeah no it was pretty good but <clears throat> I have to say it, like so coming back and only have losing by five games is pretty a pretty decent fucking comeback by the traitors I have to say yeah I, I was, and I'd be proud of that, being proud of part of that, because it was a big comeback. And there were some key matchups um, that went on um, during that. I mean, okay, the the final game was pretty key for us. Um, and if you think about it, um, the final round was pretty key for us pulling it back. Um, yeah. Is, uh, you know, there was that. And the. It's funny when you think about it, all the way back, look back over that. I mean, you're talking, what, 9, 10, 11, 12 tables, three games, four games separated it, four or five games separated it. That's that's half a round oh. better each turn. So one or two wins each round would have swung it to a draw. Maybe one more each round would have swung it to a trade of victory. So overall, it was a yeah. really, really good event. 
um, for that. Yeah. And uh, I don't think there was an imbalance in the lists and stuff. At all. I noticed that the trader players seem to have way way less luck. <laughs> it's not like they had less hard lists or... I thought like some of the trade lists were really, you know, they're kind of up there for competitiveness and some of the loyalists were up there for competitiveness. But overall, it was fairly balanced when I went through the lists before the event. So, yeah, I still reckon it was pretty good. But most importantly, like <clears throat> regardless of what happened in the end, everyone had fun. So, so it just uh, goes to show that it's going to get even better for next year. Yes, 100 uh I can't. I can't see how it won't. And I, I won't lie. I am. Even you've heard me talk about it already. I am definitely um, winding up a pitch on a on a warhound. So um, there might be some form of warhound from my end, if not next year, just to make sure I've got that heavy support if needed. Um, and and uh, I might actually have been able to paint my warhound on the land. Yeah. Should yeah. we talk about? Let's get onto the event on the actual. Um, Let's actually start talking about the games then, shall we? Yeah, all right. Well, I, I can do this a little bit of spread between the type of legions. Yeah, if you go wanna, for it. Let's give, give, give everybody a bit of a picture. Uh, yeah, uh, for the trader sides, uh, there, there was like a little bit of everything, I think. The only thing we didn't see as a traitor army was, I think now, I think we saw all the legions, didn't we? Did we? Actually, the... Yeah, I think so. We world leaders. Do we? Do we have children, there? Space wolves on traitors. No, yeah. I mean uh, on the traitor side. You mean? Um, no, we have, we have sons of horrors. We had yeah. everything, but it was massively. I think iron warriors were overly represented. So that we had like what four of us? Three, yeah, four four of you, and then death guards, and then the rest was just every single legion. I think for the rest. But the one thing about the traitors, there was no traitor mechanicum. There was no traitor. There was even no. There was even thousand sons for the traitors. So that yeah, there was no traitor mechanicum, no traitor militia, no traitor solar auxilia. Um, So none of that. But for the loyalists, I think uh, we didn't see any space wolves. No. No. I think that was the only one. Oh, and, and Imperial Fists. No, there, were, there weren't any custom marines, were there? No. So no <laughs> Imperial Fist and no uh, Space Wolf. And funnily enough, there was no Black Shields beside my by Stone Metallus army. Yeah, that's a surprise. And there were no, yeah, and there were no Solar Exilia. Because there were Militia, there were Mechanicum, there were Night House, and... Yeah, so the only thing that weren't for loyalists was Imperial Fist, Solar Exilia, and Space Wolves. The rest were represented there. Oh, no! Blood Angels. There were no Blood Angels, which was kind of surprising. Because I remember the guy that uh, he had to withdraw. I that was going to play Blood Angels. Yeah. So all, almost all the, all the Traded Legions were represented there, but there was a few of the Loyalist Legions that weren't represented yeah okay so that was a pretty decent spread um there were yeah. some beautiful armies there as well that really has to be yeah said. fuck yeah uh, i mean kim kim Sorensen always brings always brings his good ship with his uh, death guard 
Um, there was a fantastically yeah. painted uh, uh, Ultramarines army that I got to play against. Um, yeah, fuck it. And um, there was and uh, Thomas Ravengars. Yeah, looks really nice. The night, and the then, night uh, list looked really solid as well. Really well painted. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, I, I, have, I will say, even though it was a closed vote, he got my the night list actually got my vote for best painted. Because yeah. uh, I really like. It, 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 it's pretty funny though. The, the one thing I can say about the event though is, like, when you go and play a 40k event, mm-hmm. the people that are like in the top ten for best painted. You could have picked any of the guys rocking up for this event, and they would all be there, like in the top ten, yeah. with the quality-wise for painting. It was, it is fucking amazing, and it really goes to show, like the, like, it's so much different, it's so much more passion, there's so much more enthusiasm in your army, like they they invest so much more, yeah, like emotions in what they paint and what they do, and, it, and you can really, sh- like e- even people that aren't really good at painting, like myself, you can still see that. It looks cool, you know. Like, like somehow it, it kind of, it's like an aura of uh, passion about your models. You can't, you can't hear I'm a Empress Children play, can you? <laughs> no, you, you know what I mean. Like, you can see that they put some heart into their the miniatures. Yeah, always. I think, I think if, if nothing else, it's probably because the, the damn things cost so much. <laughs> no, no, well, if nothing maybe. else, <laughs> um, when it comes, to... yeah, maybe. When it comes but, to, but still, uh, like we 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 put up uh, the photos for the army parade, haven't we? Pretty sure we have. Uh, if we haven't, we will do. Um, yeah. Because uh, yeah, there was some really fucking top-notch armies around there. Yeah, there really were, and I won't I won't lie. Um, uh, I was uh, very very happy with. Um, stupid sorry my phone is just doing stupid things at me at the moment while we're trying to while i'm trying to do something and bring up some pictures stuff for the event um i was really happy that my army was done i i was still painting the night before keeping up a tradition um very proud of myself for that one and uh, i find i finished at 10 to midnight and then jumped in and helped uh eric and uh, my friend Bjorn uh, finish their armies up as well so we all all rocked up fully painted um, yeah, and I, I, on a way to do it. I want to shout out um, Bjorn uh, as as well because um, he had a, an old school armor cast Titan, Warhound Titan. Yeah, so cool. And it was awesome. Um, it he, was so. He, cool. he killed my Corex. Yeah. With a fucking stomp roll of six, but Corex took him down to like one whole point. So. So, you know, it was, uh, you know, equal love. I managed to kill it off anyway. With the Cerberus! Yeah. With the fucking Cerberus! <laughs> Which is, you know, in itself a win. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, hang on. A Cerberus actually did something. You never mentioned yeah. this before, dude. You never mentioned this yeah, before. No. What the hell? You, you've it, whinged it's... on about this Cerberus the entire it's time because, um, we've had this podcast. It's because I'm... It's because I'm still in shock. Okay, fair <laughs> it, enough. You know, it, it, it cost me two nights Corax in close combat with the fucking thing, and then once it went down to one whole point, the Cerberus could kill it. So there you go. You know, the Cerberus isn't useless. Actually, it wasn't even the main gun. It was one of the last cannons. But... <laughs> 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 so it doesn't oh, really shit. matter. There we go. Right, come on. Let's let's start talking about the uh, the games themselves. Let's yeah. start with this. So, game one. So, game one, round one. 
there was heaps of matchups going on, but the most important thing, the one that everyone talked about, was the Varangian Heresy versus the Northern Heresy. Even though I wasn't there, so I, you know, don't blame the results of, on me because you know I would have brought Angron <laughs> or yeah. or Fulgrim. I thought I brought Fulgrim. He but, did. He was in a he was in a, a Spartan that was in reserves. Yep. Yeah, so you should have outflanked and you know, killed a flank for you, but okay. Yeah. Anyway, he did nothing. <laughs> in a flamb- flamboyant way. He flounced. Um, yeah, he did nothing. Nothing at all. Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, let's talk <laughs> about that. So we had, and if you want to see it, go on to the Northern Heresies, uh, Northern Heresy podcast page. It was the first live feed of the day, and it was on their, their feed. And it's basically... Uh, myself and Christopher versus Jens and Linus, and Jens rocked up with his epic Dark Angel list, and Linus rocked up with his I prepared for a Warhound list. <laughs> Which, yeah, I'm gonna do but just put a note in here because Ryan of uh, Ready for Eastern failed to even rec- see me during the entire game because I was barely on film. Yeah, he did. He, he did. Kind well, of well uh, you know, to, to to be fair, your miniatures should be the thing on film, not you, though. Yeah, but everyone else was. Oh. Even even I. Yeah, I think actually things. So. I think so. I think you rocked in at some point and got picked up on there. So yeah. It's like, what the fuck is going on? You used to basically. <laughs> I disown you all. No, like... Basically. Pretty much. <laughs> Good, but good uh, yeah, so um, yeah, it was uh, it was Jens's very very nice, very very nicely done, nicely painted uh, Dark Angel list with his casual glaive, um, and his um, his very nicely uh, nice armored list, and Linus's massive militia and five knights and a casual baneblade sat in the backfield, <laughs> taking no taking pot shots. Um, in a casual way. In a casual way. Um, yeah. Against your your not so casual ironworks. Well, yeah, I'm, I must admit, I did take some advice from um, from Kim Sorensen because uh, he was the traitor general, and I wanted a bit of advice on the best way of uh, lining up. So I decided to, with with Kim's advice, we uh, I deployed on one flank, and the thought was hopefully we draw um, Jens's dark angels across. And um, get a chance to give our outflanking Mariscara Empress children a chance to come in on the uh, the back armor or side armor of something. Um, that didn't go so well, but um, nope. <laughs> basically, uh, my my list. Uh, actually, let me tell you what my list was for the event. Uh, my list was uh, Praetor. Uh, he was rocking Paragon Blade Tartarus armor, usual upgrades, and um, he was sat. <laughs> Uh, in a unit of ten tyrant, uh, eight tyrants, sorry, with a siege breaker, so they were all tooled up to go shopping and uh, cause some trouble. Uh, I had two sets of quad mortars with phosphex and shatter, um, and this game really taught me how to deal with knights, if I'm honest, um, which was useful. Uh, what else was I rolling in that list? Uh, I had unit of ten breaches in a land raider, and they were about as effective as a doorstop. And they didn't even do that well um, for the entire goddamn um, event. So they've, they've been kicked out of my list. Uh, they're going to be... No, I like those. I love them, but I love the look of the models, but they just didn't work for me in the list I've got. So I've gone for a different option. Um, but that's okay. That's not a bad thing. Uh, again, learning curves. 
two tax squads uh, in rhinos to give a bit of mobility. Um, a five-man uh, Iron Havoc squad with missile launchers and augury scanner. A Sikaran uh, battle tank with las cannons and the auto cannons. What else was I rolling? Um, do 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 do. And oh, there was something casual there as well. Oh yeah, casual typhon. Uh, rolling a typhon as well, because I needed something uh, pretty decent to do some dropping of bombs. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's what I had, and um, we lost the lost the um, role for uh, choos choosing board sides, which didn't help because that basically put us in the uh, the horrible side of um, the terrain, which basically meant tanks and stuff weren't going anywhere. So um, yep. half my army was like, ah, fuck, okay. Um, there wasn't really a good option for uh, for that. Um, so anyway. But to be fair, it was hilarious to see Linus's knights climbing through ruined buildings. They still did a better job than my tanks did. Yeah, um, but it but it looked better. Yeah, it did look better. Um, and then basically rolled on up. Um, we had a little bit of the Empress children. Oh yeah, I had one of my um, one of my tax squads hiding on the far flank to try and grab an objective. Um, oh well, may maybe you should tell the people what the mission was. And no, they no? they already know. They've listened to the to the previous podcast, so they know what's going on. Okay. Mainly because I don't have the and players they're... back in front of me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was um, it was a very awesome. Um, uh, what is it? It was a very very awesome uh, mission, which was basically um, there was about it was about board control. So controlling objectives gave you certain points. There was five objectives on the field. One in the centre, one 12 inches in from each corner, in both the 12 inches in both directions in from each corner, and basically you got two victory points for controlling those, three for controlling the centre, and obviously you had price of failure. Um, the fun there was an over. Well, did we have fog of war on this one? Um, I think we had fog of war on this one as well, where you had to basically yep. pass a leadership test to fire at anything but the closest models, um, and yeah. Um, I think it's uh, I think it was basically uh, a whole lot of fun doing that and I think it got forgotten at some times some points but you know that's kind of how big games roll um, I actually think it was forgotten almost all of the times no we, we did alright <laughs> we, we remembered most of it um, don't need to go on a blow by blow uh, thing of the entire game at all um, well, we could uh, have a rundown of what I was playing as well sure if you if you want to I was just going to do like this. Freddy, what was I playing? Uh, you were playing Empress Children. Yeah, I know. The list. Oh, the list. Uh, you had a Siphon. You had uh, a unit of... Uh, um, <coughs> a command squad for... Um, what the fuck? For Fulgrim? I'm trying to remember what the fuck was in your list here. Uh, you had two tax squads. Uh, one tactical support with plasma guns. Um, uh, obviously, they were running in rhinos. Then you had uh, the Palatine blades in rhinos. You had uh, uh, three contemptors. Two. Two. Yes. Uh, two. Two You An idolon. An idolon for the command squad. Uh, a chaplain, uh, leading champion, right? Yep. A Spartan 
for them to ride in. And then you had uh, a land speeder. Yep, with last cannons. The javelin with last cannons. Yep, the javelin with last cannons and a heavy bolter. And a medusa. Yep. I'm pretty sure that, that's it, right? Yep, and people can totally tell that I was playing my own army for this event, yeah. for this battle. <laughs> Yeah. Which is great. and you're running the Maruscara, which is so, uh, isn't an easy list, isn't an easy right of war to uh, to actually play. Um, from what to I've be heard. fair, I was mainly glad that I might manage to make the game at all. So, so obviously you put everything into reserve, rocking up a turn two, outflanking. At least uh, I think that we're allowed to do that. Yeah, which is the fast attacks and the uh, elites. elites. Yep. So, so Contemptus, Salafone, uh, the Palatine Blades, which you probably chucked in uh, the fucking, what's his face? Eidolon. Eidolon was with those and they were assaulting basically along the line to go for yeah. Linus. And then you, and then you went uh, with... Uh, Fulgrim, the command squad, and the chaplain for like uh, maybe a turn one charge because you get uh, plus one for all your if, if only moves. I had done that. And also you get <laughs> plus one for your charge moves and so on and so on. Yeah, if only I had done that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think on the other hand, there were basically no room to place him on the table anyhow. Yeah, that, that was a tough one. Um, I mean, it was it was a pretty tough one. Let's be fair. Um, it was, uh, yeah. I think a combination of reserve rolls and stuff. Basically, uh, I think it's fair to say that my army faced both armies for a fair amount of the time, just simply yep. because we got dicked over by reserve rolls. Um, and did it? Did, did you burn your dog tags from Lincoln? I didn't have one. Neither did I. Neither of us oh, made Lincoln. You didn't go to Lincoln. Fuck you. Yeah, and we paid for it. So we, we paid <laughs> yeah, for it. Yeah, I know. Because then you got to re-roll your reserve rolls. Yeah. But that's all good. Yeah, so what, what what Warlord trait did you pick for uh, Fulgrim? I think it was uh, number six. That's the Child of Terror. You mean that, so you didn't pick uh, everyone nope. gets uh, moved through cover in ruins? and. Nope. Oh. Okay. Anyway, I think what you, I think what everybody <laughs> listening to this can hear to hear at basically was, unfortunately, we didn't have the armies we planned for. Or... And I basically just moved miniatures and they died, so yeah, and, it didn't really matter. Uh, let's let's talk about some positives. Let's talk about some funny moments. First of all, I want to shout out Ryan from Radio Free Fan and say thank you for recognizing that I didn't rage quit halfway through the game. <laughs> um, my dice were basically. I can't think of any other word than complete way of describing them completely and utterly fucking against me for a large part of that game. Um, yep. Shit happens. <laughs> and there was a point where I probably would have rage quit. And there was just a case of, you know what? Fuck it. I'm here to have fun. And there's no point in freaking out about it and just have a good time. And um, yeah, basically we, we rolled, we had fun. It was good. Um, I had, uh, I think we we did the count up, and I think it was I think uh, Jenselinus mentioned this in the latest episode. I managed to achieve thirteen whole points on knights, which yep. isn't bad considering that should technically take out at least two knights, if not more. I think they're six whole points each. Problem was no, 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 no. They're fucking 
five. Five. So, all right, two and a half. I could have got three. Um, problem was, I wasn't really grouping or focus firing properly. And I learnt that very much for my next game, which um, when we talk about it, we'll, uh, you'll understand what I mean. Um, but yeah, basically we had a lot of um, uh, a lot of whole points spread, so I learnt the hard lesson on that. I learnt that basically, no matter what you do, Tyrant Siege Terminators can die to Overwatch and um, combat from a fucking support squad, especially if they're carrying plasma <laughs> guns. Fuckers. Fuck yeah. Um, Fuck yeah. But it's as good as my um, my breaches in my in the very last game, who did their one and only decent charge of the event and got slaughtered um, in combat because they're shit. Um, so they're not shit. Well, they were for me. <laughs> anyway. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so anyway, our, um, the inter-podcast trophy will be handed over to yeah. the guys at the Northern Heresy. I think the less we say about B- the rest of this game, the better. It was fun. <laughs> at, it was fun. At they B- won. At BSK. They won. Thankfully, it was a case of um, it was a case of uh, you know the final score didn't matter so much, but I think we managed a victory point somewhere. Maybe. Yep. We managed at least one victory point. Um, and that was about it. It like uh, fourteen to three. I don't, I don't even remember being that good. Um, but it was pretty brutal. But it was a damn fun game. Jenselinas were great guys to play against. Um, had a whole lot of fun. And I think, uh, yeah, next time, next time we make sure we have our our lists together and properly synergized and not one relying on the other and stuff. Um, yeah. You know, we, there's some serious lessons Definitely. learned. So that was that was game one for, for me and Chris. Um, do, do I get to play next time? Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> we're going to use Emperor's Children. No offense, Chris. I don't think you're going to practice with them anytime soon. So yes. Brazilian, no, really not. So yeah, definitely. That's all good. Yeah. But you know, uh, because we said it, uh, we're, we're going to present them with the Inter Podcast Trophy. Yeah. And we're going to so, want it back. We are going to win it back. Fuck him. Yep. So next next Candace, it's going to be a grudge match. Or even at Lincoln. If, let's do, let's do it over all three next year. Let's see if we can get them to all three and then... Uh... I think uh, Linus already said it's not going to Lincoln because it's going to Gothcon. That's all right. Jens can play on his own. He, you know, he can feel what it's like to face two armies. Yeah. And only one army for him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but on, no, on no, the other no, hand, I... we could do it at Gothcon, I thought. That was more my plan, if anyone was going. We'll see. We'll see who's doing what. Yeah, well, make make sure that at every event that at least our hosting will make sure that we'll we'll do some sort of even if it's one on one, we'll fight for the honor of the podcasts. Yeah, that's how we'll do it. Fuck yeah, that's how we roll roll. That's how we do it. <laughs> so yeah, should we should we hop on to round two, or is there more to be said? Fuck it. So let's start talking about round two then. Um, this was a solo round. Well, it was for pretty much everybody but for me it was my, <laughs> first, my first solo game well technically second solo game but that's just being bitter uh, <laughs> i shouldn't be bitter chris isn't with us now he's had to pop off so we'll just carry on here um but no but it's, it, it's a it's a you know iron warrior way to be bitter oh totally totally it's like being you know basically they're like the, they're like the 31st millennium version of the dwarfs you know 
bitter hold grudges like big guns and sieges you know it seems to fit i used to love playing dwarfs so yeah it makes sense at the end of the day um anyway so yeah round two um first time i get paired up by the generals i get paired up against a mechanicum list and this was the mechanicum list run by the eventual best player winner leo Um, that's right lovely guy absolutely superb bloke he got my vote for best uh, for um, most sport uh, best sportsman as well um so it's nice to know that that bumped him up there um off the top of my head his list was a knight errant i think it was whichever one's got the melter lance ba- the melter basically um with a gigantic chainsaw lance conversion that he did which looks absolutely sweet um then he had um thanatar in the backfield bastion uh, inside the bastion, he had a, I believe, it was a Megos with um, four thralls. Uh, one of the Megos had a conversion beamer. There were some Thalax, two units of Thalax, because he did some of the most ballsy deep striking I've ever seen, and it paid off. Um, and he had some, oh, what are the running, the the fast attack version, Ursarax. Um, Ursarax. Is it Ursarax? No, well, were they close combat equipped or? No, they're the ones with the like the rotor cannons. Oh no, no, the vorax. Vorax, that's it. Yeah, vorax. So they you had a unit of those, um, and there were a few other bits and pieces that he had. He had some general like um, thralls for camping on objectives and stuff like that. But basically, his his whole the whole seemed, the idea of the list seemed to basically be uh, large backfield bastion stroke thanatar cover providing cannon doohickey of doom and then uh, basically run the knights and the uh, vorax up get in the flank or get in the face of whatever and um, yeah basically deep strike the thalax in um for me it was because we, we were playing the um vanguard strike i think it is the corners um across the corners uh, deployment which left me without a fair bit of cover, but that that was that didn't turn out to be such a bad problem actually. Uh, basically deployed most of my armor on one side, tactical squad on another, and then basically put my tyrants in the middle behind my in front of my uh, quad mortars. And yeah, I took first turn. I I was uh, very lucky. I managed to sort of stroll on up um, and basically learnt the lesson from the first game. And focus fired his knight down as hard as I could. Um, <laughs> didn't kill him, didn't kill him, but got him down um, and put some shots in on his bastion in the back. Um, started to because this was an objective grabbing game as well. So this is where we've played the first time with the maelstrom cards, and they were so much fun. Uh, not so much in game four, but you know that's game four um, or game three. But um, it was working for me at that game, and I can't complain that they, they came out in the right order for me. Uh, so, yeah, weathered the fire from the th- <laughs> from the knight and the Thanatar, who both decided to pick on my tyrants, um, which was quite legit because, you know, they were a threat, especially with a siege breaker in there. Um, came forward, did some damage, and basically the remainder of the tyrants butchered his, his knight on the second round, White, tactical squad wiped out his uh, Vorax then we started basically shooting into the Bastion with the Typhon 
um, doing some damage on the Thanatar, but basically the Typhon just brought down the... Um, uh, it was the one that brought down the Bastion after a couple of turns, and Leo was doing some brilliant job. He basically had two really risky deep strikes with um, Thalax. God, those Thalax were a pain in the ass. Uh, oh, they ruined my bloody... Um, they ruined my uh, Sikoran. Absolutely ruined it. Um, and they came in on one of the flanks trying to take out my... Um, trying to take out some of my uh, troops that were down there, I think, if I remember rightly. And both times he was like deep striking within like... He was aiming... He was just placing his deep strike within about six inches of the table edge. So, you know, right, proper, on the edge, slightly freaking scary, what's going on here kind of thing. You know, could deep strike off. Nailed it both times. Absolutely nailed it. And this this is the this game we live streamed and we had a whole load of people in the comments. The guys from uh, TFL were in there. Some of the guys from the Geno 5-2 and other guys getting involved. Uh, Ryan from Radio Free Svan um, was in there and a um, little bit anyway and then it was just it was a hell of a lot of fun and Leo was such a good sport because there's just one point where I just dropped uh, um, I was dropping shots on from like quad mortars and everything he's just sat there going yep you're placing a template there yep you're placing a template there right anything but ones okay now we roll on the damage chart <laughs> and stuff like that and he was such a good guy it was such a great game and that's one of the games that's actually over on our um on our page on the Ranching Heresy podcast page which you can actually still see the video for so I would seriously recommend going and looking at it have a look at all the comments as well because it's absolutely hilarious um, and it was just seriously so much fun it was such a great game um, it was my first victory of the day which I was very happy about and I did that on uh, I got some very good cards for like I said grabbing objectives racked the points up um it, it sort of fell in my favour on that one, and it seems to be, uh, or it seemed to be to me, that uh, I was getting success against Mechanicum and not much else. Um, <laughs> but that would prove to be put wrong in the third game. But we'll get into that in a second. Uh, did you do anything on this round, the second round? Uh, wait, yeah. Well, well, you have to tell the people what the end score was. You you want me to remember my end score? Um, I yeah. think it was something along the lines of eleven to four. I think it was eleven to four, eleven to five. Oh, that was pretty good. Victory points. Yeah, it was, like I said, I mean, literally, there was one point where I got cards that um, I didn't have to do anything about um, to score the points, and then literally, I got an extra point for moving my warlord within six inches of the middle objective, which he was standing three inches away from. So I, I like, you know, the one turn I just picked up four car, uh, three cards and nailed all three of them in one go. It was just my luck in that way. But, you know, taking out the knight, uh, popping his warlord, uh, doing a fair bit of damage here and there was uh, a lot of fun and got me some points as well. So it was it was a good game. And Leo was a brilliant sport. We had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. So there. And I, I, I actually got to... Uh, uh, feel a bit better for not putting any points on the board for the uh, traitor side from the first game, so I got to redeem myself a little bit and put some points up. Well, that's all right. There, it wasn't that many that put points on the tra- traitor <laughs> no, side. On that. No, no that, there wasn't. Not that round either. No, it was a bit no. of a rough round for us that round. Well, the entire first day was a rough day <laughs> for the traitors. Yeah, yeah, fair point. It was pretty tough. Um, so yeah. go on then. What about you? What did you get up to? Well, uh, 
because of uh, a hospital emergency by one of the dudes, I jumped in and I played as, as loyalist. <laughs> played my Ra- Raven Guard, and basically the entire game came down to I was doing the the Istvan five Korax, you know, the wounded one. Yeah, it's a bit weaker. Uh, and the game came down to a duel between him and Perturabo. And unfortunately, Perturabo had... Well, he's stacking up against Perdo until he brought, like, eight of his uh, fucking tyrant friends. <laughs> I mean, then it was oh, over. Oh, shame. Yeah. Then it was over. But it was all right. It was the buy game anyways. Okay, so it wasn't too bad. <laughs> but not too bad. What was, so can you remember your score? Uh, my score wasn't that bad, I think, because I managed to. Are you sure there were tactical objectives for this? Yes, they were. That's what they were. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty. I'm damn sure because we got this the first time I got to open the pack up. I was very much looking forward to it. We had fun. So I thought it was game. Uh... No, game two and three both had tactical. Two, three, and four had tactical objectives in. Alright, maybe we're right. Maybe you were right. I can't remember because everything Except was like lo- everything was like locked in combat <laughs> for me. So because we were just slugfest, and in the end, basically, once he he got he was gone, the entire other army was wiped by his artillery. Yeah, it'll do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That wasn't pl- that wasn't plastic the, fantastic, was it? No, no, no. That wasn't him. Uh, this was Thomas. Yeah. The Iron Warrior Thomas. Yeah. Because I think Plastic Fantastic was playing the Knights this, that round. Oh, yeah. He he did really well with that. He got very close to winning that one, if I remember rightly. Yeah, I know. He ended up with a draw. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, he got a draw, which was which is no mean feat against seven Knights. Yeah. So it wasn't too bad. But I think, you know, yeah, he had some decent cards and... If he could have pushed pushed up even harder, he would probably won that. So, yeah, probably possible. So it goes to show that you know the the all night list isn't that you know indestructible, which I will prove later. But it's a whole different story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> we'll get onto that one when we yeah. get, when we get onto day two. Uh, yeah, but unfortunately, after round round two, it was still looking pretty grim for the for the treasures. I think the only two games they actually won that round was your game and the one that I lost against Thomas. Yeah, so, I think I think we were very. So, much so I helped you guys out more than you know. <laughs> yeah. No, I literally think we uh, we ended up even further back after that round and just I, I think there was a point where there was a, a mild groan as everybody looked at the scoreboard going okay <laughs> yeah, what's going on yeah we, we, we obviously didn't bring all our toys to the yard um, no so uh, yeah but it was it was it was very cool um, so yeah and uh, I was a bit worried about uh, you know how the tactical objective cards would work for the tournament but it seems it actually talking to most people it was still fairly even in around uh, and using those special legion traits for the tactical objectives works mm-hmm. at least for the ones I play tested and checked uh, the white <laughs> scar one yeah, yeah the white scar one wasn't worried but you know to give uh, Michael some credit he actually said that hey this doesn't work it's broken especially for me who's running all bikes yeah so I just nerfed that rule yeah. there and then so it didn't affect the other games but he was going to win that game anyway so yeah, I mean, that's, at the end of the day, that's that's the uh, 
that's the cool thing. I mean, again, Michael stepping up as a good guy and saying, look, this isn't working, rather than just sitting there and going, I can rack up wins here. And then, obviously, being the uh, TO, you're just able to drop that down and go, right, bang, done, yeah. fixed. Well, considering how I fixed all the other rules in exactly the same way, it's just, you know, because no one plays white scars at all. It just slipped through my... Ah, it happens, okay. man. It happens. Slipped through the, the cracks, but now it's good, though, because now, at least now it feels like those legion rules and and those other faction rules for tactical objectives they're actually sound and they're working yeah and the iron warriors one i won't lie the iron warriors one the the six inch denial was really useful and worked really really well um and it didn't feel at all overpowered it was it, it worked really well you know it's that whole sort of going in grinding feel and just sort of constantly being there it was very very cool yeah yeah, really enjoyed using that one, actually. Um, cool. So that's round two. And, yeah, as you kind of pointed out, <clears throat> the uh, it's, it's fair to, very fair to say that the, uh, the traitors were a little bit on the back heel. Um, <laughs> close to being sat on their ass, if I'm honest. But um, Yeah, it looked like, I don't know. I think that well, well we'll finish that after round three, but it was looking it was, extremely grim after day one. It was feeling pretty damn grim, yeah. That's that's a fair way of putting it. Um, so let's let's go into round three then. Um, for me, round three brought another Mechanicum opponent. I was feeling relatively confident on this one, thinking, okay, I, I feel confident against Mechanicum. I think I got a chance here. Um, it brought a, another knight, if I remember rightly. Um, brain failing on that one actually, um, but it brought uh, it brought some Castellax this time, which proved to be a right bugger. Um, we were playing again. This is this time we had the um, the deployment, which was basically the 18-inch exclusion zone in the centre. Um, and we were playing on this. I ended up playing on the same table I played on for the previous round. Um, lost deployment, lost a, cho a choice of uh, location, which was a bit frustrating because I really wanted to go where my opponent went because I, I sort of realised that the, the way it was laid out, I was going with my parking lot basically, I was going to get stuck, and that's kind of what happened. Um, you know, that's how it rolls. Um, this one was um, how do I put this? Less of a tight game, if I'm honest. Um, Still went with the same game plan, focus fires, try and focus fire stuff down. Um, fuck me, Myrmidons are a bitch. And a tooled up Magos is a absolute pain in the A two up, three up is horrific. Um, I mean, it's like a, any other Primarch. Yeah, like any other Primarch. I haven't fought Primarchs before. Okay, and fair enough. My list wasn't. My list, like I said before, my list struggled from uh, a lack of AP2, a lot of a lot of AP2 weaponry um, that wasn't close combat orientated. So basically, I've had to walk my Praetor and my Tyrants into combat with this guy, and the smartest move and exactly what my opponent did was just hurt them, <laughs> so they couldn't get there. Um, I then seem to have a brainwave of a moment and go, Christ, I've got a, I've got a Sikoran and it's got last cannons and it's got rending on there and stuff. So let's go and, oh yeah, just got a banana up the tailpipe basically from a lightning gun and some Thalax going in and kicking it in the ass. So that kind of 
ruin that one because I, I basically I think it ended up something along the lines of eight to four, eight to five maybe. In that game, it was a lot closer. Um, but uh, yeah, that the killing of the warlord and a, and a couple of objectives I could have achieved at that point probably could have swung the game for me. Uh, again, super nice guy to play. Uh, lots of fun. The list was really tough to play against. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, felt a bit rotten um, with some of the dice rolls. I see my dice rolls seem to desert me in this one again. But um, you know, you just got to roll with it and see what happens. And uh, no, it was a lot of fun. And this, this is this one. I will say the tactical objectives absolutely deserted me. So I think I had I had my luck the game before. <laughs> that was my luck of the draw the game before and it was it had been it had been kind of a long day um, not in a bad way just it was um, it was it, it was just starting to the point where I started to feel that it was a long day and you know the games were getting there and it was like okay we're getting four four or five rounds in each game at that, at that point which is really good um, I'm sort of pushing forward on the games and everything but um yeah, uh, I won't lie. By the end of that game, I was ready to put the three thousand points aside and take a bit of a breather. Um, but again, uh, fortunately, no win for the uh, no win for the traitors. But I equaled my record from Avarii, so yeah, I, I wasn't too disappointed at that point um, overall. Did you get anything in on round three at all, or no? No, we had a guy jumping in. Okay, so, so you had somebody pop in at that point. Yeah, because uh, you know, like I said before, we had heaps of guests no. coming in and in and out, and I had you know lend armies and stuff. So I was very cool luckily. Li- yeah, luckily that round I could relax and just uh, focus on the upcoming of the night joust. Make sure that you know the fridge were stocked with beer and walk around checking stuff out. Yeah, people were loving the beer fridge. Fuck yeah! <laughs> people were absolutely loving the beer fridge. Um, very very cool um so it's all good buddy like everywhere i walk it looked really grim for the traders but we actually did a uh, bit better uh, on this uh, round we, we didn't have as big a points gap but i think we actually clawed some points back on this round but there was still almost a double yeah, figure. there was a double figure deficit yeah it's behind so much <laughs> it was grim it was grim yeah. but it, it could have been worse the grim dark future <laughs> Yeah, but it wasn't too bad. Like yeah, some of the guys were, you know, well, you were you were even out. It, it wasn't one or two wins only for the traders. It was getting closer to like the even mark. Yeah, I think I think by that point, some of the the matchups have been picked quite well, um, and we're starting to get a handle on which armies were doing going to do well where. And I think uh, Kim got some good picks in there, uh, yep. which was nice. Uh, but yeah, day day one ended with the uh, definitely definitely ended with the traitors on the back foot, um, trying rubbing and scratching our collective um, heads about how we pull this one out of the bag. Um, yeah, yeah, it looked like you had to win like all the games or something. I think we literally worked out. I think there was a point where I worked out one point during that third round where we literally had to win both rounds the next day completely to pull it back um, if we if the rest of the games had been lost. But I think, like I said, we pulled some points back, so it's only like, okay, we only need to win like an entire round, half a round, and maybe draw a couple, um, and we got yep. a chance. Which, with our previous record, 
probably wasn't the most hopeful outcome. <laughs> exactly, a bit optimistic. Yeah, well, but, you know. yeah, optimistic. It was definitely optimistic. I think it was it wasn't a bad, bad thing. Just yeah. <laughs> No. Well, it's doable. Likely, yeah. it's doable. Yeah, it's doable. Um, so yeah, then, then we sort of that—that that was the end of round three, and and um, quite a few people headed off at that point. Um, yep, people, people were. It's been a long day of gaming. Yeah. since like freaking nine in the morning. Oh yeah, definitely. And a lot of people it, have been traveling from even traveling locally have been up early to get there, and you know. Yeah, and travel travel the same day from different cities and stuff. Yeah, definitely. In, in the car for like five hours stuff. So. Yeah, totally, totally, uh, to- totally awesome day though. I mean, everybody was having fun. Everybody was so super pumped. Um, they were wearing their t sh- their uh, event t shirts, or they had some people just had this sort of Forge World GW branded stuff on, and the tables were looking awesome. You know, they were littered with the bodies of the traitors and some loyalists, and the uh, the big Forge World table, your big eight by four Forge World table, had been going great guns all day. Everybody yeah. absolutely loving that. Um, which brings us nicely on to what has well, to be. Oh, go on, go on before you. Yeah, the, 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 well, there were still some diehard gamers left there who wanted to play in the night jail. Oh yeah, there was some hardcore, and I, I was in on that. I had to play that, so I borrowed one of your nights, which was pretty awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, the the night joust. And do you want to take us through how the night joust worked so everybody can understand what happened? And I'll, I'll give the slightly well, more colourful version. Uh, I, I, I think that uh, we even started filming me explaining the rules, don't we? And the u- rules are on uh, on the event page yeah. on Facebook, which everyone can download. But basically what happens is that uh, <clears throat> people just deploy, and you deploy in a box size quarter, and you just take turns, you just roll the dice, and then the one that highest deploys first, and then you just go uh, clockwise around the table. Yeah, uh, And de- deploying stuff next and and the thing is everyone draws a card from my night jails deck of cards and uh, it either has like for the war master or for the emperor on it and that that depends on which which faction you're fighting for but you keep that secret so no one can no one knows which faction you're fighting for unless you're fulgrim and then everybody knows yeah except fulgrim except if you're running something because it's not technically if it's a night jails but uh, what i did is uh in the rules it allows any kind of super heavy or Lord of War. Yep. Uh, up to 500 points. So Morton, he <laughs> he decided he wanted to run Fulgrim instead of Borrow a Knight because <laughs> he thought that was going to be fun. It was. <laughs> We're more more uh, to well, that, uh, it? <coughs> <Yeah>. <coughs> uh, <coughs> So anyway, um, what happened is, uh, so everyone keeps that a secret until the first person tries to shoot at someone else. Then he has to flip his card. And then he nominates who he's shooting at, and that person also has to uh, flip his cards. And if they're on the same side, nothing happens. Uh, but if they're on opposite sides, then the shooting, uh, the shooting turn, you know, goes through. Yeah. And it's kind of bloody and messy. Oh and the, God, the thing is, it? like, it doesn't it doesn't matter because everything happens simultaneously. So you have one side could be mixed with traitor and loyalist. Yeah. Uh, and they take their turn. And if they're shooting at on each other. Then that happens simultaneously, but if they're shooting on, uh, you know, the the other side, then that happens like in the normal turn order. So it, it becomes quite interesting after a while, <laughs> and bloody and messy. And I think the the first thing that happened was that when, when the first guy flipped the card, it's like ah oh I'm a traitor ha, and they're like 
shit, everyone around me is loyalists. <laughs> yeah, that and was say, fucking hilarious. On, yeah, on one side of the corner, and then on the other side of the corner was the opposite. Yeah. So like, shit. Yeah, literally, there was, there was, because um, the way that it lines up, I think, I think the Northern Heresy actually live streamed this one. There was four on each side, so you had um, Kim, who is uh, Kim, Eric, I can't remember who else, and I think it might have been Jens. Yeah, Kim, Kim, Eric, Jens, and Linus on one side, and they had Morton. I think it's a Henrik, myself, and I can't remember who else was in my corner. Uh, apologies, my memory is really bad at the moment. Um, and basically, Fulgrim, the only traitor on his side of the board and then there were three loyalists and then you had basically Kim on the other side as a loyalist and then three traitors and basically the Linus just went basically for the warmaster and charged forward as hard and fast as he could and Jens was getting in there as well and there was this huge amount of death that basically occurred to the one loyalist on the far right hand side from where I was standing and then Jens, no, it was Jens, actually it was Eric, I think, went that way. And then it was Jens who then got the same treatment from the three of us on the other end, from Kim. And we just sort of butchered him. And then sort of everybody looked towards the centre of the table and went, OK, let's go do this. Um, so we started stomping towards the centre of the table. And basically it was a case of um, Kim... Linus died in close combat epically and took out the loyalist. That was amazing. Then Eric tried, was doing something down that end, and then basically Kim and I started sort of hulking up towards him. Um, Kim cheeky ass got the shot off first and blew him up. At which point I'm like, well, shit, I've got nothing to do then, have I? Um, at which point, next round. Fulgrim, played by Morton, comes bounding out like some sort of prima ballerina, bounding out of the ruins. It's like, hello boys, I'm here for a fight. Um, and comes bounding up and tries to basically punk my knight in the leg. Um, at which point my knight goes, huh, misses with his close combat attacks. For some reason I just can't roll anything at this point. Um, I think my dice were as tired as I was. Um, completely miss. At which point it's like, oh, you get D3 stomps. Okay, I get two stomps. Place it over the top. Well, yeah, of course I'm going to put it on his head. Um, and Linus literally said, now all you have to do is roll a six and you've killed him. And as he's saying this, I roll a six. <laughs> Instant death. Absolutely squished. Fulgrim goes bye-bye, gets turned into a purple sock on the foot of, a, of, this, of this knight. And it was just... It, uh, I, I hope it was on film because it was one of the funniest moments ever to see Morton's <laughs> face of like, what the hell? I just got into, and you just, ah, oh! and it was like, yeah, and I was like, shit, I still have one more stomp left. I could have done that twice. <laughs> and it just, it was such a good, it was such a laugh. It just suddenly became about what shape the, um, the Fulgrim was making and stuff like what's, what's a squashed Primark look like under a knight's foot and stuff like this. I just got stupid, man. It was so much fun. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's like, uh, kind of a tongue-in-cheek rule set, but it's really funny because it becomes really messy and it goes really quick. It really does, and it but and it was that was the thing. I was surprised how fast it went, and it's like suddenly we're 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 like we're down two or three players. It's like okay, and it's like holy shit, we're, we're then then bang done like. 
three turns, if that, yeah. maybe four. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the explosions taking out other knights with you. Oh, that that was just class. That was just that was like an Angron moment. That was. Yeah, but see, and so uh, so it was easy to pick awards. Because we had it like was the very that, easy to pick awards there. Uh, I mean, the highest kill points, uh, the most epic death. Oh, the most <laughs> epic death went had to go to Fulgrim. There was no <laughs> arguments about that. He literally ran into combat and got stepped on. Uh, it was the most amazing death. Um, yeah, it was funny. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, it was so good, and um, yeah, I, I just think it was it was a really cool way. <laughs> of topping off the evening topping off day one didn't matter what side you want didn't count towards didn't count towards the overall games scores no um if it had i think we would have actually the traitors would have actually got points back having the fact that all the traitor players were pretty much loyalists (laughs) (laughs) we would have got some points back um but it it was just a whole lot of fun there's there's no way to argue it it was a whole lot of fun We'll definitely have to do that again. Oh yeah, for, definitely uh, for next year. Definitely, and hopefully I'll own a, t- a night at that point so I can actually get involved with my own stuff. Um, yeah, I need to go and buy an Acheron because sure. I want some Acheron. They're pretty, um, but that's just my fault for trading it away for something. But I'll get it back or I'll get a new one. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was a whole lot of fun. I think I think that should be some form of event like uh, for that that sort of style should really be a feature at most events it's like a nice little way of blowing off steam maybe on two day events or something it's a nice way of yeah. blowing off steam at the end of the uh, at the end of that first day um, yeah because before we started in night just people were kind of you know, tired a bit low low on you know motivation and shit or hung and over already night, yeah, or, yeah or drunk yeah <laughs> Uh, but after the after the night jazz, people were like, you know, everybody's left with a, with a massive smile on their face and were laughing and shit. And you know, we're we're really keen to come back and do the next day. So yeah, so that was definitely good. So definitely recommend to do something quirky. Yeah, definitely quirky. It's fun. Quirky. I mean, if it's I, I don't know if it's the same with if it's a, a full bore narrative event, for example. Um, whether that ups and downs the the, the flow of the, the pace of the energy of the day, but definitely something quirky. If it's you know half a dozen knights go and take on a, a warlord or a couple of warhounds or whatever, or you know Primarch deathmatch or you know kill teams kill teams on a on a eight by four zone mortalis or something. Just do quirky and, and give everybody a bit of a chance to to get some laughs going. Um, yep. I think it's it's a sound call. So uh, and, and cleanse cleanse your uh, dice palette. Yeah, yeah. So to speak. Yeah, didn't work so well for but, me, but I'll take it. Yeah, because oh. it doesn't really matter. Like if you're all shitty dice, and it's just for laughing giggles. No, and it was so much laughing giggles. It was so much shits and giggles. It was it was brilliant. Um, so yeah, so that was the end. That was the end of that um, of that day. And that was uh, that was a really I thought it was a really solid day from a player's perspective. Uh, that was a really solid, fun day. Uh, lots of good gaming. No no issues. Uh, you know, I, I didn't come across any issues in my with my games, for example. What was happening? Um, no. Well, uh, we, we we forgot to mention an important thing that we did. What did we do? The fucking army parade. 
Oh yeah, the army parade. Well, yeah, I didn't win, so meh. <laughs> <laughs> no, go on. We did a. You want to take us through that one? Yeah, because uh, <clears throat> we also did uh, an army parade uh, before the last round. And I'm pretty sure we filmed it, didn't we? Well, I took photos, and someone might have filmed it. I'm I not think sure. um, I think there's if you go on to if people want to go to the Varangian Heresy podcast group, I think there's a whole load of photos taken by um, Valimar, which is my friend's uh, uh, my friend Bjorn's wife. Um, she was there for the day, just taking pictures and videos and stuff for us. So there might be a number of pictures that way, but there yeah. were a lot of pictures of them, and yeah. Sorry, keep keep going, man. Yeah, and and definitely good to see, like, because uh, one of the caveats was obviously fully painted, but it was good to see that you know the qualities of all the armies were fucking outstanding. It was really good, and I was a bit worried about getting enough terrain for all the tables. Yeah, but in the end, when we were only uh, twenty-eight players. Uh, going down to 26 and up to 28 again and up up, up and down. <laughs> but in, in the end, I still had like three or four tables that I didn't put out. Yep. And I don't know, what do you think? Like, was it enough terrain? Or? Yeah, I really do think it was enough terrain. Um, I liked it. Uh, I mean, when we, because I helped put the terrain out, um, uh, myself and a couple other guys, when we were putting it together, we were trying to find a way of balancing it up so we made sure there was some line of sight going in there and that, that you know line of sight blocking in there there was some decent you know obstacles to move around and we never found that we were lacking anything to put out in fact on a couple of tables we put a few bits away because there's just a bit too much terrain on there and we would have we'd have easily managed um, to actually deliver all the tables expected i think without a problem yeah because oh, really well, that's, that's the one thing that most non-heresy players uh, notice the first time when they come to a heresy event is that there's so much more terrain yeah there needs to be than... I think I think that I think well no it maybe not even needs to be I just think it's um, it's a positive thing to have that yeah, level of terrain it looks better as well I reckon yeah, yeah uh, and terrain becomes more of a part of the game than what it does in normal 40k yeah, which is good. Now, and I like having uh, some areas that are lost blocking. Yeah, definitely. And, and some terrain areas where you actually, you know, you get a benefit for having move to cover and stuff. Yeah, I mean there was some. Um, I mean, like the the uh, the forge table, for example, having move through cover on there would have been amazing. Um, yeah, well, that's what I told Chris to take for his wardrobe uh, trip before I left. Yeah, and he didn't listen. But hey, what, what are you going to do? <laughs> um, but let's move on from that. But no, seriously, the the um, the, the 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 first day was abs- went off without a hitch, as far as I was concerned. I think in general it went off really well. Um, loads of fun, loads of pictures taken, loads of people getting into the swing of things. Challenges getting set up for the next day was good. Yeah. Thank um, you. Yeah. And one of my uh, my predictions came back to haunt me um, <laughs> with my opponent in the fourth round. But we'll I'll talk about that in a moment. So is there anything else you want to sort of wrap up on day one for? No, day one. We all left day one on a high, even though uh-huh. you know, the score the score looked really uneven. And full of pizza. Oh, God, that was good pizza. Yeah, full, full of massive pizza, yeah. yeah. Oh, was and good. some people very drunk on beer. Yes. <laughs> yes, they were. Uh, but that was a da- so it was a damn good day. So let's should we jump around to round two? 
Yep. Okay, so round two, sure. well, day two, not round two, day two. Um, saw round four come up um, again, sort of for those of you, um, what happened in our last last episode or day one, uh, Tracers were definitely on the back foot. And unfortunately, the score hadn't changed overnight by some magical reasoning. So um, we were <laughs> still on the back foot. And uh, yeah, we had to see what we can get done. Um, number of challenges, like I said, were ready to go. Um, so a lot of the table, a lot of the uh, matching up sort of went very quickly. Um, I was very fortunate enough to convince our General Kim to let uh, the let two Iron Warriors players play on the big double game, which we did in the last round, but we'll come to that. Um, but yet the day before, I'd looked around the, the lists, uh, the, the models going out, and there was this really nicely painted Ultramarines army which happened to have two Sicker and Venators and a Baneblade in it. Uh, no, not a Baneblade, Fellblade in it. And and a fucking Anvilus Drop Pod and Suzerians and Terminators. And I went, oh, for the love of God, I hope I don't, get to play, I don't have to play against you. So, of course, my first opponent in round four, my opponent in round four, is this Ultramarines list. And, oh... To be fair, the game actually went a lot better than I thought. Um, but again, learning curves, learning curves. I mean, this was like my, Jesus, seventh, eighth game of Heresy actually played. So a real learning curve. Um, so yeah, basically it went with uh, with very simple. I won the role for deployment. We were playing short edge to short edge, so the full 72-inch length. And... Because I couldn't work out how to deploy in a way that I felt comfortable with, I actually gave up the first turn. I gave up deployment and gave up the first turn. What? Yeah, I did. And were you, were you, were you going to magically come up with a better way to deploy after he's Actually, punished? yeah, I did. Um, believe it or not, I actually came up with a better deployment. Uh, once he'd actually deployed uh, because I needed to see, uh, for, for, at that time I needed to see the line of sights for the Sikoran for the Venators um, I needed to see what the, what they could see and where they could be placed and he did pretty much what I thought would happen uh, Fellblade pretty much in the middle uh, Sikoran Venator on either side his um dual wielding a carries uh, contemptor in the middle drop pod with suzerians off in reserve there was a whirlwind scorpius as well tucked off to one side a uh, pair of quad mortars up on a on the top of a ruins and basically terminators standing still capping objectives really good plan um and then for me it was a case of i was going to hide it have to hide my armor if i wanted to get it if if i wanted to get it up the table um, so I did, and didn't steal the initiative, which was fine. I didn't actually, uh, I didn't think I would, but uh, yeah. Again, tactical objective cards. This is when stuff started to happen. Um, and turn one brought some, brought some shooting in. I kept my Typhon alive because basically I put it in the right place. A lot of my other armor was hidden. My uh, there weren't a lot of shots going in. Uh, the whirlwind Scorpius was a bastard, though. 
Uh, managed to get loads of shots in on my Terminators. Thankfully, they saved everything. Um, but it was a hair-raising moment for a second that what was going to happen there. Quad Mortis came in and absolutely um, shelled the shit out of my uh, one of my quad teams and my Iron Havocs. And uh, yeah, so from that we had. Oh, excuse the yawning, a bit tired today. Um, from that point, I got my first round off and. My Tyrants, my Typhon, my Quad Mortars all just focused down those uh, Venators and managed to ruin one of them and wreck the weapon on another. So then I, I basically committed to sending my Land Raider with my Breaches up the middle to try and go and take out the Fellblade. And turn one was going well. Turn one was going well. Turn two saw some hull points come off my Typhon. Uh, I managed to get in and catch some objectives, killed some of his Terminators, his drop pod came down, we started scoring objectives, I think I was 4-1 down at this point, um, and yeah, turn 3, stuff began moving up, then it became a, started to become a measuring game between the Fellblade and my Land Raider with my uh, Breaches in. And um, it was a case of backing the fell blade up to, uh, to the most possible distance, and eventually, eventually, what happened is the breaches got um, focus fired. The, the land raider got basically owned by the fell blade, and then the breaches took some severe hits. But two of them stayed alive long enough to give me a, a last gasp hope at the uh, final turn. <laughs> the real kick in the dick, however. Um, was not only the deep striking assault troops that came in the backfield um, but happened to be the uh, Suzerian squad I forgot they had wow. fucking AP2 initiative axes didn't I of course they did uh, that was a whole world of fucking pain um, and because I'd str I, I just I'd basically strung my guys out so that they wouldn't get templated to death, my tyrants, because basically what was coming off on my left flank was my tyrants and my uh, Praetor and my Siegebreaker. Um, he came straight in at me with his unit, with an apothecary and banner bearer and his Praetor in there. And those boys did some serious work. And they did enough damage to basically kill me out of combat, so there was nobody who could actually pile in. And then, of course, I ran. Um, and basically went, fuck that. <laughs> and ran away. Ran away. Uh, rallied the next turn. And then basically it was a case of just trying to shoot stuff into them. Um, and here's the biggest learning curve. Is that I completely forgot, or, or didn't think, that I had a chance of actually getting my Typhon out of cover across the board to actually do any damage because if I'd started dropping templates onto the, um, the strength 10 AP1 templates onto uh, the Suzerians even once I had a good chance of actually not getting completely owned um, of course I completely forgot that and was still more worried about the um, Fellblade one-shotting my Typhon which I realised it couldn't really one-shot it no, it doesn't have a D-weapon. Exactly, well, like I said, learning curve. Big fucking learning curve. Um, so, yeah. Um, I, and basically, the Scissorians rolled through my flank. It came down... 
for me, my last turn, it came down to the possibility that if I pulled off all of my objective cards and killed his warlord, I could tie the game. And a tie would have been better. But okay. to actually, I realised to actually achieve, I needed two squads to actually be able to do it. I only had one squad that could achieve both of the objectives. And so I just went death or glory, charge a tactical squad into the Suzerians, and there was a large pile of shredded metal afterwards. Um, so I managed to score most of the objectives. I think we wound that game up at 8-5 to five or 8-6. to six. It was extremely close, uh, and I felt very, very happy about that. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, I was kicking myself having learned to the fact that... Um, I could have, I should have been more aggressive with my Typhon. Should have been way more aggressive with my Typhon, but I wasn't. Um, and I learnt, learnt that one hard, but um, I won't forget it again. Um, <laughs> simple as that. Um, and uh, yeah, so it was good. It was a good game. Um, it was a pretty, brilliantly funny to actually. Uh, actually end up against his Ultramarine's army and, and push it close but he played his army superbly it was so much fun it really really was um, so yeah did you did they're, they're, they're in a Dreadclaw aren't they the Cicerines yes not, not uh, it was a Dreadclaw not a um, not the original one I said yeah it was a Dreadclaw yeah um, so it was it, yeah, just making it, sure no, <laughs> it wasn't illegal no no it was it, it was I am for some reason I'm tired and I'm just missing out all this information uh, that's right but uh, yeah anyway so that was another loss in my column so three to one three losses to one win okay not so great um, but then yeah then we can we'll go on to round five in a minute but do you want to tell everybody about well I, I put down a challenge because uh-huh. I know that one of, one of the guys we're going to run in run late in the morning, so he did hungover. So, just to keep, you know, things going, uh, he said, like, oh, well, you, you can play my round. Uh, so it doesn't, you know, disturb any any of the matchups and stuff. So I was like, okay, no worries. I know what I'm going to do then. I'm going to challenge the night list with my world leader list. Uh, and I'm pretty sure we filmed that as well. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, and, you know, I, I managed to rack up some points for the traders. Let's just say that Angron is a motherfucking beast. Oh, no, don't just say what... <laughs> tell what happened with Angron. Come on. Well, uh, we played on the 412 CD5 table. Uh, obviously, we got the... they We rolled crappy, and they made us have the first turn, and we null deployed the first turn. So they deployed all their stuff. Uh, second turn, all our shit came down in drop pods. Yep. Uh, I aggressively landed Angon <laughs> close to as many knights as possible, so, uh, and he was uh, rocking uh, uh, with a command command squad, Khan, uh, an apothecary, and a praetor. And then uh, we had some butchers coming, like uh, deep striking, uh, tele- teleporting. Yeah. And um, so yeah, and some uh, dread claws. With uh, contemptors, but they were all a sideshow because <laughs> everything was about Angron. 
and oh, yes. he got he got fucking simultaneously charged. Like on the first turn, he got he got really unlucky because he failed all these charges <laughs> charges in um, against Angron, which is probably in hindsight he should be happy that he failed. Or it would even be better if he succeeded with one. <laughs> yeah, and because uh, Angron just proceeded and charged one night, carved that motherfucker up <laughs> pretty quickly. Yep. Uh, <coughs> then he got charged by two knights, Lancer and his commander, uh, carved up his commander yep. before he, he got the strike. Uh, the Lancer kind of, well, he, he kind of killed a couple of the dudes, not Angron, uh, and then um, he didn't manage to stomp Angron. Okay. Which was lucky. Yeah. So he stomped some normal dudes. Angron went in, carved up the Lancer, after he just carved up the commander, uh, rolled on the D table. So what happened? He ended up to- maximum damage, tossing the lancer, D hitting the land raider with the forge father in because it was two versus two. So the other one was iron war- uh, iron hands, killing the land raider straight out and killing the iron father inside with a D explosion. <laughs> <laughs> so basically this is Angron post Armaturigo or wherever it was post uh, well not not actually he couldn't be but basically if he can bench press a warhound yeah. he can he can basically toss a knight without a problem yeah. and he proved it <laughs> and it, 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 uh, the last knight he was going to run into unfortunately the devourer would charged in with dual chain fist and all his Friends, all his friends died. You know, took took the the stomps and shit as as they should, and then he just ended up rage. Well, he charged with rage and shit, so it just ended up carving carving that knight a new one. <laughs> so Angron didn't get to slap it, but he was running to it. Like at this stage, he was up to nine uh, nine freaking assaults without any buffs. <laughs> so, Jesus. Nine attacks. So so he was gonna kill anything that he just touched or. Er, er, so the Iron Hands players kind of, you know, moved away from him. <laughs> Back away from the crazy man. Yeah. So at this point, there was, I think this is like the second turn on my yeah. game. We actually stopped. My friend, I think I said this earlier on, my friend SP came over and said, there's this dude taking on three knights. And I'm like, which table? He put it out, I was like, that's going to be Angron. I need to go see this. Yeah. <laughs> and Angron was just owning them. Well, in in the end, there was no knights left. Yeah, I think we played to turn four, and there was no knights left. The fucking poor Iron Hands, that was Nicholas. He was like shit because he lost his Iron Fighting, his Land Raider. I think. Also, not lost. They just, fun- not lost. They just yeah, happened to be underneath the freaking night uh, corpus. Yeah, yeah. Of uh, and uh, and the best part was it like the first turn when I deep stacked my tactical squad. They're like, oh, that's all right. You just leave those two dudes left. Because I had the sergeant and another dude left in my tactical squad. Yeah. And I said, just leave them there. Just leave them there. No worries. Like, uh, I'm going to charge him with my terminates to get, you know, more closer into the buildings. And he failed his charge. Oh, no. Oh, God. And then, and then they got uh, Foxfax bombed by the Leviathan to oh. death. And the two guys ran forward. One one shot at the land raider that the Terminator jumped out of with one melter bomb, <laughs> and then <laughs> so they were like indestructible. They were like the heroes. But unfortunately, when the knight 
landed on top of the la- second Land Raider, which they were going to try and melt the bomb to death. They kind of perished in the explosion, but, you know, it was a small price to pay. <laughs> to the shadow coming in, they're going, we're going to leave they're a beautiful like, corpse! Squish! <laughs> it's like, what's going on? Is this massive, angry screaming out in the corner there. Something's flying. <laughs> Why did the light go? Why has it gone all dark all of a sudden? Oh. Uh, kaboom. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah. yeah, so there was butchers and shit carving stuff left, right, and center. I think in the end, while my butchers were kind of wonky, uh, my one tactical squad was you know, obviously killed by myself, so I should get an extra bonus for killing them. Yeah. And uh, I think that's the only th- thing I lost. That and maybe uh, a normal... Yeah, I lost a Dreadnought as well, because he jumped out and one-shotted it. So, that's it. That was the only catch. Oh, and the Command Squad and Khan and everyone. It was just anger left. So they died a glorious death. But there was just anger left, which surprises nobody. Yeah. Well, he, he was on a wound as well. So. Oh, he's down to one wound, was he? No, 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 he, he's lost. He, he took a wound, I think. Oh, dear Lord, just one. But by that stage, it didn't really matter. But, you know, if you want to see Angon is carving through an army. You go watch and they, that uh, game, at yeah. some stage, At some stage, Horus was around doing, trying to, yeah, I think he killed a knight, you know, whoop to do <laughs> Yeah, didn't, didn't he get punked in the face by, like, melter bombs or melter stuff or something? No, I think he was still alive. I'm pretty sure. But in the end, I, I think... I personally was on 17 tactical objective cards or some shit. Because I, I, I got, like, I was lucky I got that bonus. Like, if you have your warlord in the center of the table, uh, or like in the enemy's deployment zone, yeah, well, he fucking just drop podded there, didn't he? <laughs> and then and then uh, with the special traits for the, war, uh, the world leaders, yeah. I managed to discard all the shitty ones. Uh, like, hold an objective that was way, way far away. Yeah. Uh, and you just play that it counted like uh, the tactical BFC cards to kill an enemy in close combat and Angron <laughs> did that Angron did that each turn so that was that was sweet each turn, each turn I had like one card I could always burn nice. for an extra extra VP so oh, well, that was pretty good that's very useful can't argue that I'm, I think when I came over actually and actually took a look I, I looked around the board I saw Horace in the back corner and so went Hi, Warmaster. Now let's watch the fight. <laughs> With no disrespect well, to the players. It was just, it was basically, that was the undercard. This was Angron and three knights. <laughs> and it was, well, it was a lot of fun. Well, the annoying part was he failed like all his reserved rolls. I, I failed one, but I used my link on dog tag to re-roll it. So I, all my reserves, like besides dropping my drop pods on turn one, mm. or every single reserve was in on turn two like my entire army was on the field up his shits so, <laughs> or both of their shits yeah and nicholas was outflanking his stuff and it was coming in like you know a little bit at a time i think he got most of his stuff in on not turn two and turn three but by that stage it, it was so messy already yeah. and there's so many close combat shit going on it's hard for him to tank try and get any tactical objectives because yeah. it was more about trying to stabilize the the fucking battle lines because it was it was a massive shit fight. Mm. But look look at the video. We probably do heaps of mistakes there. Oh, I think there's heaps of mistakes everywhere. But I think yeah. it was uh, yeah. a whole lot of fun. I think that was the easiest way of putting it. Yeah. But it was a good game though. It sounded like a good game, and it was it was definitely one of those games that I will go back and actually watch the feed of um, because it was one of those games I wanted to see. 
Um, so yeah, I think I think by this point we actually the traitors had actually clawed some points back. I think yeah, it was looking good after this round. No, like, I think this my, round I think, was really good. I think my loss was one of the very like one or two losses. Um, yeah, I think the there was traders. only two 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 trader losses, and the rest were trader wins yeah. for that round. And I, and I, I, although it was a loss, I need to pump my ego here for a second. It wasn't a walkover, so I didn't feel too bad. <laughs> it was a glorious loss. Yeah, there, there, <laughs> like was, <to> say. <laughs> there was glory in it. Per, you know, Perturab would have been happy that we'd actually died almost to a man, and. You know, you we, decimated yourself yeah. on the enemy's guns. Yeah, we decim we, we we went for a full born decimation on the enemy's weapons to um, save him the trouble. Um, there you go. But yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, we had a again had a lot of fun. Uh, and then let's let's go on to round five. Now round yeah. round five for well uh, well round five it, you could still like the traders could still win they they were allowed they had to win every single game and then you draw one yeah yeah so so what, what like fourteen games so they had to win thirteen and draw one yeah, technically <laughs> we could have done it yeah it's possible so technically anybody can climb Mount Everest like uh, uh, spoiler alert <laughs> yeah spoiler alert. Seeing as technically you said technically we could have done it. Yeah. You, said, you already said what's happened. Yeah, well, you So know. you're saying that, you know, based on four previous rounds. But yeah, based on four previous rounds of playing. You're, you're saying that it was probably unrealistic expectations. No, it wasn't unrealistic. <laughs> I don't think there was any reality in it at all. <laughs> I like to think that the traitors had a chance, but then there's a chance, and then there's trying to open a door handle with no hands. Um, yeah, like Erebus told you, like, yeah, yeah, it's still good, mate. Just, just keep attacking. Yeah, keep going, boys. Keep going. Don't, don't worry about me. I'm, I'm back here doing stuff. I'm back here doing stuff and disappearing through the air with my knife and magic. Mm. Um, yeah, no, it was, uh, it, it wasn't impossible. We were, at this point, we were fighting for some pride, and. I don't think we did a bad job of that. I mean, I think we we ended up. We'll, we'll talk about the final scores in a minute. But the big game, the this one's on our feed as well, uh, our Facebook page. It's an Iron Warriors bro team versus a Raven Guard bro team. Um, and the funny thing about this is when we deployed again, <laughs> basically just through the sheer fucking shenanigans and Legion rules of the Raven Guard. We worked out we had to roll four sixes to seize the initiative. There you go. So we rolled and we didn't Yahtzee. So, you know, we, we, we basically, we were going second and you know, we lost deployment and everything. And we had a combination of my, my parking lot and uh, a degree of foot troops. And then uh, Frederick's Plastic Fantastics, massive, massive line of troops and tyrants and havocs and tactical squads and everything and basically we got some augury we had augury scanners between us augury scanners up and about for uh, intercept and for you know all those bits and pieces uh we were jammed in on our side raven guard went first uh, did did some damage uh, in fact, I think they drop potted down on the first. Turn. Yeah, they drop potted down on the first turn. They dropped a Leviathan in front of half of my vehicles, um, and then they dropped another fucking drop pod full of a Melter team, a nine man, eight or nine man Melter team, in front of my Land Raider with my breaches in. So of course, 
They fucked Casual them. melters. Casual melters completely fucked my Land Raider. Um, didn't blow it up, just wreck. Didn't even wreck it. They just immobilized it. Um, at which point I'm like, oh, I can't even get out. I can't even charge out because I couldn't place my models anywhere. There was nowhere to place them, so I stayed inside. He would have wiped the unit out if I, if he did detonated the the vehicle. Um, and Korax came in, you know, was going kakor kakor. Um, Tuki Tuki in the background somewhere with an assault squad, a gigantic assault squad, um, and there was a lot more fighting going over on Frederick's side because there were two knights there. And what was important of this game, we had two rules: fog of war, which basically meant you had to pass a leadership test if you wanted to shoot at anything that wasn't the closest, um, wasn't the closest target. So you had to uh, you had to do that. And basically, the beginning of each game, you picked a troop type or a particular type, so like independent characters, troops, whatever, monstrous creatures, lords of war, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and you picked that, and that would give you a certain amount of um, victory points on top of the standard victory points you would score as you went along. And we had, uh, we chose knights. We chose the knights because we thought between us, way quicker to focus fire them down and gain our points that way, put us out to a lead and then just start trying to basically template and blow everything up. Um, and see what we can yeah, do. Yeah, and I think Super, super Air is just a nice bonus for point wise as well. Yeah, because you get like, price like infantry, defeat. you only get one extra, but you. you you for for knights you get um... it's two per two per two points per knight and the thought was you also because you also had the price of failure I think it was um, uh, not if they were allied knight house though because no, then they're but, not lord of war lord of wars I can't remember if they were no they were an allied knight house but we still we still went with it because well four victory points is a good start if you can get them out yeah the first it's time. easier to kill two knights for the same amount as fucking four Raven Guard's tactical squad. <laughs> yeah, and the Raven Guard were very smart. They picked characters so they could um, uh, basically go for sergeants and units and stuff like that and start trying to rack up points. Yeah, and also they have preferred enemy on characters, don't they? Yeah, which is, why they, they, which is why they took it. It was a very, very smart move. Um, so basically we, um, we got pinned in. We did. So we basically managed to get rid of the Leviathan. We managed to get rid of. Uh, well, we tried to reduce down the knights. They took a couple of turns to actually get killed off, which is a bit frustrating. But you know that's how it happens. Um, starting to whittle it all down, and um, then we. <laughs> Then it sort of came into the the Raven Guard moving forward, and the second, I think it was the first or second turn. I think it was the second turn for the um, for, for my for the Iron Warriors. I managed to get a glimpse, draw a line of sight from my Typhon onto the front model of his assault squad, and the assault squad had uh, up until that movement phase, it had Korax in there, along with the one Raven Guard's uh, players. Uh, Praetor and you know this is like his big point sink and everything in there um, and it was like okay well, I can see it put it on there get a hit maybe I get a few of them rolled it scattered actually rolled big numbers 
which I was quite quite I was like oh god no and then I realised where it scattered it scattered back onto the rest of his unit damn near on top of his Praetor um, so it's like okay start rolling dice and then it's like look out sir oh shit okay break a dice uh, he's got no okay fairly vulnerable Praetor's dead uh, and basically lift up 12 I think 12 or 13 um, other models and then it's like okay morale test unit breaks and <laughs> suddenly half the flank has just disappeared um, the big hit of the, that flank had just disappeared um, and I, I think it was going a little less well for Frederick on the other side um, on, on our right flank because um, we were still struggling to get one of the other knights down but eventually got him down um, there was some shenanigans going on with uh, bikes with melter lances, uh, melter guns on them and stuff like that <laughs> uh, which was quite hilarious um, Iron Havoc's trying to do some shooting and I think from my point of view the funniest thing was I basically I decided sod this once because well, my tyrants, turn before my tyrants actually did something in close combat they basically charged the melter gun team and um, didn't get all killed by Overwatch fire. No, didn't at all. Not a single one. So, so, so not a Morton then. No, not a single one got melted. Um, or if at worst, I think one may have. Um, but basically, rolled in, kicked them all in the nuts, wiped the whole lot, um, which was very helpful. Consolidated out of that space. At which point I could go, yeah, I can place my breaches. So I worked out how to get my breaches in between two buildings, which would take me onto the next road space. Um, and then in the next phase, they proceeded to charge. Their sergeant gets a shot to the face from a plasma gun and dies. The unit runs in. The unit fucks its dice rolls, gets half wiped out, breaks in combat and runs away. There you go. And it was at that point I went, right, I am basically retiring breaches from my line troops right now. I'm going to try something different for my next go because I've not had any success with them in the past in like literally six or so games. So I thought, that's it. I'm going to try something different and have a rethink of how I'm going to use them. Um, but they're definitely going to be a big part of um, uh, the, the zone mortalis as I go forward. I love breaches, though. They are. I think I mean, used, they are great. I think you're just being cursed a bit with your breaches, and then probably you, you place them in, you know, in places a bit too aggressively, and then you can't get out of that land raider. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. I wouldn't even say that. See, um, see, if you if you did that one ter- first turn reserves uh, and put them in some drop pods. Yeah, well, this is the thing. Uh, this is the thing. But I mean, I liked. I, li- I like what, what was refreshing. But I felt about the Iron Warrior list that I was running is it was uh, a mo- relatively mobile Iron Warriors list, apart from the Tyrants, um, and most of the other lists were gunline versions, um, you know, stand and shoot versions. But um, I don't know. I'll think about the whole drop potting thing. I'm not sure yet. Ah, um, oh, you have to do it. I will do it at some point, but I'm definitely doing some uh, deep striking shenanigans with Perturabo. Um I want to do that for sure. Um, but anyway, the the game was uh, well, yeah. My Leviathan, my um, sorry, my Typhon met its bitter end to a completely pimped out lightning, uh, which just basically um, crackened it in the side door so hard 
that it wet flames and blew up mm. <laughs> um, and scattered away to nothing and didn't kill anybody in our own lines <laughs> which was kind of nice um, and yeah it, overall it was just a hell of a lot of fun um, we picked up the victory I think it was something along the lines of 14 to 4 I think it was I think we had a big we almost had the same margin of victory that we had in the first game uh, as defeat for me anyway uh, on the big table so I was very happy had a whole lot of fun playing with another Iron Warriors player just two Iron Warriors lists together was a lot of fun um, then actually pulling out well the goal I'd set myself was two wins three losses or two wins two losses and a draw if I'd achieved that over the weekend I was happy um, as it's first time playing at this sort of points level I achieved that I was a very happy man um, and it was just so much fun see yeah did, so good. did you do anything on the fifth round at all or? Uh, yeah I jumped in for the loyalists again because uh, some, someone had to leave early I think and uh, it was against your mate the Alpha Legion player yeah and it all came down like it was a super even game and it all came down to the close combat between the Warhound and Korax. And in the end, I got the Warhound down to, like, he had two whole points left, but eventually he rolled a six on his stomp table, so he flattened Korax. <laughs> uh, oh, Which is okay. good, though, because Korax has just went through, like, he, he wiped his Terminator unit, I think he took out that Diaton, or what's his name, Diet, or... Dynat. Yeah, he killed him, he killed like heaps of things, and then it was just, you know, the war on it had to be done. Yeah, and that was a nice so, war, it's an old school armor cast model, yeah. very nice. But I, I didn't expect Korax to last that long though, I was like, fuck, I was impressed. And then he started, like he was doing one or two wounds a turn, against, like a whole point a turn against the fucking Warhound, so he's like, fuck, this is doable, like, I'm gonna kill this motherfucker in close combat. So, you know, that plus three for army penetration when you pick one of the fighting styles is just massive for him. Yeah. It's really good. Awesome. So he, he, he stood up and then we counted the points and, yeah, obviously I lost, but it was just that and I was super even because I think both our tactical units kind of eviscerated. I had my Praetor with the, an assault unit. I threw everything at this one tactical uh, squad and I used my, like the, the in the end there were three of them left they ran off I, I chased them down I killed like another one they ran off I couldn't like catch them so I kept running after them and trying desperately and they were still locked in combat I hit like nothing yeah and the Praetor like my Praetor with his Paragon blade like oh he killed one marine hooray whoopsie do and then it's just like I couldn't kill that fucking tactical squad to help myself so in the end it was Korax getting flattered who gave him the victory. It was a fun game, though. Because I actually, I actually managed to, you know, kill the Warhound with my Cerberus afterwards. Hey, the Cerberus did something. Yeah, because yeah, I was running Onslaught. Uh-huh. So, you know, it was amazing. <laughs> but uh, it would have been Cerberus. Cool. Well, he killed him with the last cannon. So soon. <laughs> but he still did something. Yeah, I know. Well, he didn't hit with his main gun. 
<laughs> Which is probably good though, because he's he had already taken off three of his own hold points trying to shoot down like a Sikron and stuff. So, <laughs> oh, you can't win, can you? You can't just can't no, win. no, so, not yeah. really fucking so. So, yeah. uh, so it was good. It was, it good. was a fun game though. It was good, and and well, like I said, um, it was overall it was okay. Spoiler, there's a spoiler to the, to the spoil that's already been done. The traitors didn't win all the games they needed to. Um, but uh, no. we, we pulled it close. I think we pulled it within like 13 points, which is like four four victories and a draw. Um, yep. Which well, we should probably explain the point system. Yeah, let's um, let's <laughs> do that very quickly. Let's go through the point system. Yeah, so it, it didn't really matter what kind of points you scored at all, because uh, it, as long as you won, your faction got three points. If you drew. Uh, both factions got one point, and if you lost, you got no points. So every win actually gave a faction three points. Yep. So that's what uh, Jody's meaning by, uh, you know, you were down to like 13 points, and yep. that's not too many games. No, that's literally, like we said, four games in a draw over the entire over the entire weekend, mm-hmm. which when you think about like 12, 14 games being played each round... Not not a huge difference overall. Um, no. So yeah, very very happy um, that it went. It ended up as it did because it could have been so much worse. But in fact, it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Yep. And then uh, and then we had like uh, I managed to get all the best sports and best painted uh, notes of everyone, even the people that were that were like they would say in Australia, living in a state that didn't have time to say for the ceremony. They used took their shit and left <laughs> just, uh, <coughs> just making sure that none of them uh, could win like best painted but by that stage best, best painted I'd already figured out the day before and no, them, uh, none of the people that were you know high score for them were leaving and the best sport luckily all of those people were hanging around so but I think uh, I think it was like ten people had to go. Yeah, I think I think it was that before think, the seminar. Yeah, people had to drive, so it was kind of a thing. Yeah, the Mal, Mal, like the Malmo and southern Sweden people that had like five hours to drive had to go. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, by that stage it was like what five five, five in the afternoon. Five almost six. I think like quarter to half past five ish. Yeah, maybe a little earlier than that. I'm not sure. And, and like I already told people that this is going to take a while because we're doing the warlord raffle and whatnot. So I think that uh, I think there was like three or four people that forgot their medals, but I'll, I'll sort that out later. Because uh, if you know who you are, just PM me. Because so I ended up with a few of them over, so left over. Yeah, make sure that happens, guys. Get in touch. Yeah, yeah I think uh, yeah, to- Thomas Raven got player probably didn't yeah he left so he didn't have he didn't get his medal but i'll sort that out but anyway so to the most important thing so we did the whole you know little draw and shit and and the freaking um loyalists got to you know see that they're best and they got all the every single side that wins each of them get like a little medal yeah it says number one on scandals 2016 and then Jens got to wield the sort of scanners. We're, we're the lowers of victory and shit. So, so great success, big success for everyone. Yeah, I, I have to. I have to say something. I All was right. very disappointed with Jens's lack of Sigismund pose. <laughs> he didn't nail it. He had the potential. 
had the potential. Yeah. Well, it means that next year you'll have to volunteer to be the general for traitors. Oh, I'm then... calling it now. <laughs> I'm calling it now. I'm going to take the general role for Scandus next year. If, if uh, nobody else wants to take it, I will step up and make that call, and then I will, I will Sigismund the shit out of that when we win it. Just, yep. just saying. There you go. Call it. <laughs> Hopefully, I've played enough games by that point to actually be a half decent general. So we'll see. Uh, That's right. And uh, we'll get uh, the whole thing engraved. I have have a list of all the players for the loyalist side, so I'll make sure it gets engraved. Little names until next year. So we'll present it there. And then uh, after that, oh, obviously there was best best painted went to Kim. Yep. As always. As always. And, then, uh, <laughs> and, and you're already spoiled who got uh, best sport. Yeah, well, and it was I think, definitely worth uh, it. Yeah. And we already, like, in, in, before we went away for a break earlier, we, we already said there was, like, three. The three players that got max sport, which is kind of cool that you have three that are really top-notch best sport players. Yeah, definitely. Now, they, they ended up, like, if, if you watched a video for the draw and for, like, the, the winner announcements... They, they got the dice off. And, and being best sport player, I think the highest dice roll was the three. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Just to see where they come from. Yeah, that was very cool. It's a whole different world out there. You know, you just have to go there and, and open your eyes. You, you know, people don't roll over threes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, 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 you know, that's my life. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So that was pretty good. And then... Uh, we started with what everyone was kind of waiting for, and that was the whole Warlord raffle draw. Yes, it was. Which we decided to live cast as well. Yeah. So yeah, we live casted the uh, the draw. Or to be fair, um, <laughs> Linus actually did the live casting for us um, on our one. So which is uh, good. It was very useful. Very much appreciated of him. So how was it going? Come on, give me a give. Let's take take everybody through what, what happened. Uh, well, what happened was I had a list of all well, what happened. Everyone that donates, once you donate, you get um, a raffle ticket number, which I just put in like in a, in a normal massive spreadsheet. So let's say you know Jody donates thirty five dollars, he gets ticket, and if he happens to be donator number thirty seven, he has tickets thirty seven. And so on and so on. It keeps going. So I had like a massive list of everyone that donated. People that donated a lot had like big chunks of numbers. Also like from 101 to 100 and you know, fucking 110, I think someone had. And and so on. Uh, so what we did is we got like a random number generator going of the introverbs. And I put in between one and the max amount of raffle tickets we had. 137 that, or 140 something, I think. Yeah, well, we, we'll know once we... It's on the video. It's on the video. <laughs> it's on the video. Uh, and so what, what we did was we hit in the first number. Bam, it happened. And it was uh, Nick who won it. Yep. Nicholas Lorsbach. I'm trying to pronounce it Dutch. Maybe I shouldn't. That's probably a bad Lorsbach. Well, he's American anyway. So, <laughs> so he won it. And... Uh, you know, I, I think that I, I saw Nick, <laughs> the other Nick, the Swedish Nick, when I said, and the winner is Nick, I think Nicholas, and he was like, <gasps> and Lochbach, and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I think he was about ready to jump out of his seat, wasn't he? Yeah. Which is totally understandable, because I would have done that as well. 
He almost came in his pants. Oh yeah, there was, there was and then, almost and then, squishing. And, and then there, and then we had to raffle out the Legion of Stardust Special Edition book. And I did another ra- random number, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, look, like, isn't that my number?" And I was like, "No, no, no, your number is well, 137 or whatever." I told Kim, and it was Kim's fucking number. Yeah. <laughs> I was so surprised. I was like, "What the fuck?" Jesus Christ! And he was just sitting next to me, so that was pretty cool. Pretty funny. Everyone didn't believe that. They were looking at the screen. It's like, what the fuck? It's Kim's number. Yeah, because we joked, I think we joked about that for the first one as well, didn't we? we yeah. We joked about that with the um, with the first with the first draw. It's like, oh, Kim, going, that's my number. It's like, no, no, you're like a hundred yeah. some something or other. And it's like, oh, yeah. then we did it again. It's like, hang on a second, is that Kim's number? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And then and then we kept on raffling because we had heaps of other stuff. And oh, one one thing mate, before we do anything is just yep. to do a shout to the Gino Five Two, yeah, fuck yeah, who sorted out the uh, the special edition um, armies book for us. Yeah, it's awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah, love you. Yeah, big bro hug. Yeah. Uh, and it was actually a high point of the draw as well. Having <laughs> someone sitting next to me, fucking winning it with their number. Like what the fuck? You already won best painting. Yeah, you can't have this game. as well. No, fuck out. Redraw. <laughs> uh, and oh, uh, I think I didn't mention like the prices. So best best painter, best sport. Yeah. You actually got a trophy each, and um, they got to pick. There was uh, one. One was uh, all the knights errants, or the, all all the two of them, and the other one was. Uh, What's his name? Logan? Logar? Logar. Logan. No, not Logar. Um, Cerber. I am Cerberus. Blah, blah, blah. Against uh, Abaddon. Oh, Logan. 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 Oh, Logan uh, versus Abaddon. Nice. And so, yeah, thanks for all, all the nice uh, donations for my little gifts. And, uh, yeah, so we kept on drawing. And Dean, Dean Picard... On uh, the bringing heresy clothing extravaganza. Yeah, oh, he's going to look so pimp the, the in that pimp gear. Outfit. Yeah, I know. And he's actually sent me the sizes. Awesome. So once I have time, I'm going to go and sort out the clothing clothings for him because I have to, you know, get the right sizes. Yeah. I can't just print 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 everything extra small and send it to him or <laughs> Nickis and whatnot. And then uh, we had uh, Ryan Kimmel within yeah. the dice box. Martin Davis, like a little legend, also winning the dice dice box gift bag. Yeah. And Cam Cam uh, Moylan won one as well. And then Philip Barkmeyer, but I think he, he doesn't he have a different last name. I'm confused. I'm confused. I don't know. I, I know him by two names, but anyway, at least the first name is Philip, and he won the Night Joust uh, card deck. Yeah. Which is very which very is cool. Awesome. Which is awesome. Yeah. And and they should be in the mail on their way to you guys once you listen to this episode at least yes and you will actually get to listen to this episode in the time it's meant to come out as well ooh um, and, uh, fantastic fantastically fantastically showing off even uh, so yeah that was that we also had one... oh, oh and, and, and the most important thing mm. I have to say is once again for, for the entire raffle I have to thank everyone that has donated because yes. oh my fucking god we're up to 101% I think We've right now, broken the broken the uh, the yeah, barrier. It, That's awesome. it was like from going from the first day when we started live casting, yeah, and doing stuff for the event. We went from I think it was seventy two percent in the morning up to ninety seven or something in the afternoon, 
Oh, nine, no, 94. In yeah, the we jumped hugely, if I remember rightly. Yeah, it was like 20% just happened, like, just in one go. It was just amazing. And I, I could have, like, and they were like, oh, mate, did you have a look at the donator page? Oh, no, I didn't. So, what do you mean? Like, oh, we were like 70-something last time. Oh, yeah, I had to look at it. Fuck, they can't be right. I remember you it's saying that. Fucking 94. <laughs> I think and, I was and, right and, next to you at that point. It was like, what the fuck? I'm like, what? It's like, we're at 94%. It's like, dude. And then, and, then, and then I did draw and stuff. And then and then suddenly it's like, oh, I know the draw is over. But, you know, here, here's, here's some more donations. <laughs> and then we just hit like 101%, which is more than the goal we set out to do. So it's, yeah, that's fucking amazeballs or what what could you say like it's it's really fantastic i i never thought like i was i was starting wondering if we were ever going to hit 50% and now we actually exceeded the goal yeah. and that's just yeah it's crazy so uh, the the donation page is still active because i'm thinking about the next scan is doing something you know as well and see if we can you know double this that will be so cool. what, yeah because what you do with the the parental project foundation is is you i i can go in and change the goals because they said like oh well your page is alive for like 2,000 days or some shit yeah. so I was like well I wasn't planning to but they had like oh it's a stock standard setting for when you do like fundraisers I was like oh fine then because can I go in and change it then so I could keep it for the next like if I want to do uh, another like event thing for next year it's like yeah that's fine you just you just raise the goal to like let's say 20,000 and then you go in there and because I I already organized that i get the emails for the raffle i can just reactivate that and then it's uh, all good to go again that's awesome so i'll just have to i just have to come up with something really cool because like this this just goes to show that like fucking charity and wargaming goes hand in hand really does it really really does yeah. and um it's important that we we all sort of recognize that because there's some uh, when we actually come to the wrap up a little bit later there will be something I want to touch on that as well from uh, friends of the show Ryan, uh, Mr. Kamel yeah. actually we'll be talking about yeah. that in a little bit um, so yeah that was I mean I think from from my point of view as a player overall I have to say that was the Scandus was an absolutely amazing event really yeah. was absolutely amazing event totally it's, pro- it. it's pro- probably the easiest event I I ever had to TO <laughs> ever, which is good. Like in the end, people just went up and like, oh, we write up the scoreboard. It's all good, you know. So we, did, I didn't even have to do that. It's really good. But when I had to jump in and do a couple of games, I was like, well, you have to record your own scores for this round, and it's like no biggie. And then if you added up the scores, it, it was all right in the end anyway. So yeah. I, I yeah. And, really well. and, and like, and the whole thing, like everyone got together like as a team, and you know, in the beginning it was. Because it kind of like a different way mm-hmm. that we had like a team event, and I'm pretty sure it's probably the first team event I've run for the Horus Heresy, yeah. or even 40k or whatnot. So I, I didn't know what to expect, and I think that most people were also like, "Oh, this is a team event. Uh, how is it going to play out? What are we going to do?" But like, and the, the first, first, first and second round was kind of a bit like, "Oh, people were trying to find the footing," but like towards the end there when people really got together as a team and it was really good and they were started rooting for team and you know so it's really good and i think like for next year i can do it even more like even better to get the whole team spirit going so it'll be good yeah 
Oh, it'd be awesome. I'm I'm so looking forward to it. I really am looking forward to next year's. Mm. I'm looking forward to the the all the events coming up next year. Uh, yeah, do do some loyalist lagers and uh, <laughs> trade your trader shots. What are we gonna get? Uh, trade it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get get some more custom custom made beers going. Oh, definitely, definitely do that. That's gonna be so, again. It's just little touches like that really added to the event. Um, like the posters, for example, or that you'd put up and done. Those were amazing. Uh, just just the. I mean, the scenery alone. Do you know, we have people yeah. people commenting? I was listening to one of the episodes of uh, Radio Free Istvan and listening to uh, Ryan and um, Michael talk about the Forge World table. I mean, it is absolutely beautiful. I I played on it twice. I felt genuinely lucky to have played on it twice. Um, yeah, we had people like requesting just to play on that table. They didn't care who they played against. Yeah, but then there there became like a massive queue. <laughs> so yeah, so like uh, said, and 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 the best part was that people were like. Soma Talis has never been like a big thing I've noticed because we haven't done many Soma, Soma Talis events like in Sweden yeah. uh, and, but in the end like when heaps of people got you know curious for Soma Talis and they played a couple of Soma Talis missions because we didn't have to use those tables mm. they, they were like two spares um, and they were there just to play the card like I don't want to play the night list because it's just gonna not going to be fun let's play Soma Talis but like no, no one actually Play the cabaret because people are like, oh fuck yeah, I drew the night list. I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna see what I can do against this and uh, and so on. Oh, I, I met the warhound. I, I'm gonna see what I'm gonna. And you know, to be fair, I think that warhound died in every single game. <laughs> I think so. I think he, I think he had a hard time. <laughs> had a hard time. But I mean, literally, that was his first ever 30k event. Yeah. And he did a brilliant job. Well, big shout out to you there, Bjorn. But again, yeah. everybody. So, so it, brought some yeah, good so stuff. Yeah. So just meant. Yeah, so it just meant that people in the end just uh, challenge each other on the four, like the Son Metallus tables, and now everyone that played them they just had like a fucking massive blast, and they're like, yeah. "Fuck, we should do more Son Metallus." So for the next event, um, I have so many good ideas, and we're probably going to make sure that everyone gets to play some Son Metallus. Mm, definitely. And that and that's going to affect the bigger games, and we'll just uh, bring down the rounds, do l- longer times for games, and have more like. Um, that you you can support each other as a team member a bit more actively. Yeah, I think so. that, I think that's a key thing. I, I think it's a nice evolution on from what we've yeah. gone through with this event, for example. So yeah, yeah. I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, I don't think there's much else we need to talk about, do you? No, fuck no. Okay, well I think what we'll do now is we will take a little bit of a break and we will come back with our wrap up. After oh, what are we going to play? What music do we want to play? What are you going? To, your choice. You got. We've already got Thin Lizzy in there. What do you want to do? Oh, my choice. Your choice. Every every day we're shuffling, or is it? Every day we're shuffling. <laughs> right there it is. I can do that. That's not a problem. We can have uh, Polly Rock Anthem. Every day I'm shuffling. Uh, we will have that in for us right now. Yeah. So we will be but, back. But 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 everyone has to sing. Everybody. Every day I'm butchering. <laughs> All right, and then to... imaginary wheel to power access in your fist as you're shuffling. You ha- it has been decreed by Freddy from on high of the top of the pr- the, the prince's throne of 30k Sweden. You must all dance and sing and pretend you have power axes in your hands. To <laughs> exactly. Every day we're shuffling and we'll be right back after this very well introduced tune.
Shuffling.
everybody has now shuffled, I hope. And if you haven't been waving your power axes around, then Freddy will come and find you and you don't want to know what he might do to you if he does. Um, or maybe you do. Maybe you do. Maybe you do. Um, so we've got a couple of bits and pieces to uh, just update you with as far as events are concerned. Um, but there is something we want to go into through first of all. And this is a letter we've received or an email we've received from Mr. Ryan Kill from Radio Free Fan, And we're going to help boost the signal. So I am going to read through pretty much the whole damn thing, so bear with me on this one. So it says, hey, Swedish friends, I hope you guys are doing well. We are. Thank you very much, Mr. Kimmel. We love you for that. Uh, Always. I was emailing to see if you would do me a favor. My buddy James runs a char uh, runs uh, charity auctions every year for the Freebooters Forum, and this year all the charity armies are 30K. Very nice. Um, I was hoping you guys would shout out on the show as they release Yes, we shall. Um, the Freebooters did five different armies this year, and the first one we'll go up uh, is an Alpha Legion army. Pretty swish. Um, Ooh, sneaky. Yeah, very sneaky. Get it out first, be extra sneaky. Um, the other four will go live before Christmas. All the money made will be donated to Toys for Tots, which is a charity run by the U.S. Marines in which they provide Christmas toys to needy kids. This needs supporting. No arguments there without any shadow nope. of a doubt. Um, all the details are below Monty and I will shout this out on the RFI every week post links etc etc to the auctions and on the Facebook page of the Radio Free fan and the Forgotten Legion page and we ourselves here at Frangian House will try and do the same so here we go the email is hi Ryan here's the first of the five heresy armies for the Freebooters forums donated and built for the annual Top of Toys auction um, we are looking at ooh, list of actual armies we've got Alpha Legion, Dark Angels, World Eaters Imperial Fists and Black Shields see ooh, Black Shields yeah I'm looking forward to seeing, the, I'm looking forward to seeing all of those but Black Shields army is going to be quite interesting to see what happens um, cool yeah so the, this is the rundown for the Alpha Legion the Alpha Legion army has a ton of options and is playable out of the box it has over 2,500 points and close to 3,000 plus in a, non, in, uh, in a non-legal list so basically, if you run all the minis, you can get to 3,000. But if you want to run it legally, about two and a half. So they've got five HQ models. They're not, uh, they are Dynat, Praetor and Termi Armor, a Chaplain, a Delegatus Consul, and Sneaky Pete, Sneaky Pete, sorry, the dreaded saboteur. Boo, hiss. Uh, they get a Land Raider. Uh, three different types of Contemptor Dreads in the Elite slots. One with double assault cannons, one with a multi-melter, and a... Uh, close combat weapon with Storm Bolter, one with a Plasma Cannon and a, the Chain Fist with Multi Melter. Then you've got five uh, troop choices, four 10-man uh, tax squads with Rhinos and one 10-man tax squad, support squad with Plasma Guns. Um, there is also a 10-man Dark Fury squad fully converted with Alpha Legion torsos, helmets and pads. Oh, evil. Yeah, I, I like know, it. Right? I like that. That's that pretty that. harsh. And a 10-man headhunter squad. This is a fucking legit list. Um, so, final, uh, so, every model has some form of custom work on it. And the uh, forge world or uh, forge world pads or upgrades. Most models have serpent scales under the top layer of the paint um, as they were applied with stencils. Oh, it's going to look so tasty. Um, the mm. army auction will go live on October 31st. So that is going to be Monday. Uh, and it'll be running for 10 days on eBay. 100% of the auction goes to uh, auction is going to the charity. They will ship worldwide uh, via pay shipping and any uh, custom duties or local taxes, which I think is only fair. 
Um, other auctions will be up before Xmas and will follow the same format. And say the links will be out there. So that is a fucking kick-ass thing done by the Freebooters Forum. It's 30k, 100% 30k centric this year. I have no money, but I will still be looking at that and seeing what I can possibly put forward for. So uh, well, we could do it like a, a joint bid. We'll do a joint bid on it. So basically, Freddie pays it, and then we all have to pay him off afterwards. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I have like, you, sh- you should see my bank account, mate. <laughs> you should see mine. Uh, maybe between the two of us, we could put a couple of crowns together, literally. Yeah, uh, that's what I said, a joint bid. <laughs> so, I anyway, good. Anyway, um, so yeah, it's all, all good in this hood and stuff and things. So yeah, um, we'll definitely bid on it. And we'll put up uh, the link for for the eBay, uh, actually, auction yeah. on our uh, Facebook page and as we'll soon as we get a chance our, on our group as well so don't forget to join the Varangian Heresy pod, uh, podcast group as well yeah um, yeah fuck you yeah. so let's let's bump on to events uh, let's start off with just a, a wind up it is now the last few days of the uh, Global Horus Heresy Escalation League um, so yeah. basically we should be everybody should be looking around about 3,000 points of painted army and if you've achieved that top job <sighs> Mate, that was like a month ago. Yeah, well, <laughs> not all of us batch paint like a crazy motherfucker like you do. Um, well, right now, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to desperately paint another 2,500 points from scratch. I know, I like, know. It's not going so well. I only have a week. Yeah, you can do it. Or just, you know, come up with a different army, maybe? Uh, well, the problem is I'm stuck with the kids the whole week. Because ah. of the autumn holidays, whatever they invented in Sweden. Yeah, I don't have to worry about that. I'm working, my wife's working, so the kids are going to nursery. Um, anyway... Uh, let's, so that, that's the roundup of that particular event there. Uh, that's really, <laughs> we'll touch on that in our next episode. Then yeah, we have... which is re- really awesome, and um, we're definitely looking into doing something again next year. Yep, and we'll see. Just to get like the year 2017 rolling with some more escalation league, and uh, just looking at Facebook and looking at all the entries and seeing everyone's progression, it's been fucking top notch, so and people people have really gone into it and. It's good to see, like, compared to when we started and now, there's heaps of 3,000 points Heresy Army rocking around fully painted, fully ready, and hopefully I'll get to see a majority of them at Adepticon. Yeah, and hopefully I'll be there to see them as well. Um, mm. So, anyway, let's move on to the next one, which is the Boros Spellkvant uh, event that is happening on the 5th of November, so that's not very far away. There are still oh. a couple of spots available, so you can actually go to the 30k suite and uh, Facebook group and find or search for BSK on Facebook and you should get the event itself up it's going to be a whole lot yeah. of fun Freddie and Chris are going to be representing for the Ranjin Heresy I unfortunately am working that weekend so I won't be up for it it's a bit of a shame but hey that's how it rolls um, definitely and, I, and I'll be butchering every day you're butchering every day I'll be butchering and yeah so I'm going there and I'm hopefully I'm going to take heaps of photos do some you know maybe some live streaming if I can have a chance if not at least i'll definitely take photos and talk to some people around there and do some uh, post bsk report on this podcast which will be very very awesome and then coming up on december 17th we have a varii cluster phase four the go big or go home event um, so this is actually quite cool it's breaking down into two two formats there's going to be a gigantic all-day apocalypse game by the look of it each player signing up for that gets to bring three thousand points uh, and then you can, or you can go for the what's called the sort of normal mode, 
which is you need to have a 1,000 point uh, Zonal Towers list, 2,000 point list, and a 3,000 point list. Uh, places are filling up. There's definitely at least one other other Englishman attending. My good friend Lex, who has uh, been on the podcast before, he's coming over. Uh, Freddie is coming down. Uh, Back here, which is and I'm awesome. doing the apocalypse, so we can split our podcasting brilliance between the two different events going on. Well, as long as it's podcasting so, and not gaming brilliance, I'm fine. Uh, uh, yeah. No, but I thought if you're doing the the kind of stage you know army list one yeah the escalation one i'll do the apocalypse one and then once we do like a post of our ai uh podcast we can both talk about the different types of games and what's going on which will be awesome and you'll be picking up a few models that you've been uh, you've picked purchased down in the south here and i'm currently pa- going to be painting up for you as well okay which should be a whole lot uh, fun. yeah and no one wants to see my list because <laughs> every day we're Dreading. Oh, <laughs> bringing the big boys, bringing the big yeah, boys. The big. Well, I'm I'm flying, so yeah, basically keep keep the numbers of models down. <laughs> exactly, which is a very smart play. So that is coming up. So if Varii is there, it's going to be so awesome. There are 15 of 20 spots, 15 of 24 spots already taken. Um, there is a reserve list with one of six places filled. You need to go into the player's pack itself to actually find out how to register. Very smart move there, Oscar, um, to actually get people to look at the damn thing. Uh, yeah. Maybe we should, we should yeah, steal we should, that idea. But he failed in one way because the email address is like the first page. So I haven't read it, but I saw the email sent here. And so I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, things to learn. Things to learn for the next one. Um, yep. But yeah, it's going to be on the 17th of December. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. I cannot wait for it. Um, it's going to be great. And I'm very much looking forward to uh, seeing my friends, uh, my friend coming over from the UK and all the other friends who uh, are able me? to make. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say, yeah. all the other friends I'll be able to make and you. Um, mm. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Um, other than that, I don't think there's much more to shout out at this moment. You can uh, what? Are <laughs> <laughs> uh, you being cheeky? I am being cheeky. Go on, buddy. Yeah. You take on. Well, we have next year's Lincoln Heresy. Yes, we or do. The Lincoln Heresy. Uh, yes, we do. And uh, as uh, the organizer of Lincoln, which is uh, kind of like uh, Adepticon's smaller little uh, step step. Sister, Swedish step special sister. Ne- special needs step sister. Uh, they they wanted us to register the, all the games for next year as they're doing planning, uh, you know, renting the uni and stuff. Uh, so I went in there and said, like, sure, mate, let's uh, have a spot. And I and they're like, oh, you need to post some uh, registrations information as soon as you can. Okay, well, no worries, I'll do that through your link on Facebook page. And I did, and I'm happy to say, last year uh, I booked 30 spots. This year, so far, they haven't asked me yet how many spots I need, like how many rooms I need. They just wanted me to put down, you know, a date and roughly roughly a date and what type of gaming system. And we're up to 38 people that has already signed up for the event. Yep. I'll so be that. <laughs> yeah. So that's a lot. <laughs> so I, I need to maybe, you know, this time I maybe maybe have to like charge some sort of attendance fee so I can buy train to fill up the last tables <laughs> that I don't have yet. So, but it's still it's fucking ama- balls. Fucking thirty eight players already is a what is it like 
eight months to go. Yep. Or some shit. That's insane. Insanity. It is absolutely fucking crazy. Uh, and for people that don't really like, haven't listened to the Age of Darkness or haven't heard any of the spoilers, what's going on? It's going to be uh, Shadow War missions. Oh yes. Uh, and so far, it's going to be one day. I have booked slots for two days. I'm not sure yet what's going to happen, but it's definitely like the plan is one day, and it's going to be Shadow War missions, and everyone's going to rock up with the Raider. Uh, force org and uh, regard like there's not going to be any other restrictions to that, that except that you have to follow that force organization chart so don't worry about you know mandatory as any special rules that are in book four for conquest so just build your army as as it is presented to you in the raider force org and uh, then it's going to be heaps of you know Heaps of little in-game twerks. There's going to be some nice gift bags going on, and they'll that will be relevant for this uh, campaign, like AKA event miniatures. Mm-hmm. Hint, hint, hint. Yeah. That might be relevant for the games, and and, and uh, maybe some you know you know special events cards might be rocking up and so on. But it's going to be heaps heaps of fun, and it's going to be really cool, and it's really going to flow on with the story that's like like last year or this year. Wait, it was this year. This Fuck, year. It feels like this. feels like last year. Like this year, the loyalists just won. They scraped it in by just a few points, and so it's going over to the massive kind of counterinsurgency war where they're trying to root out, you know, the remaining traitor war bands there. And so it's definitely fitting for a shadow war campaign. And you can bring scattered legions. You can bring uh, army of dark compliance. So that's all good. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm very much it's looking forward to it, and we're we're starting to uh, to build a sort of regular um, little Varangian semi Varangian friendly run well, series. Yeah, to, we? to, be to be fair, yeah. To be fair, there's three. We're three hosts, we right? So we should. So so fairly, it should be three events: mm-hmm. Lincoln, Scorpius, and Scandus. I think so. Uh, it's going to be the LSS. LSS. <laughs> the LSS tour. Yeah, they have the, the Virgin Heresy event series, the LSS tour. Yeah. So if you do those three, you're fucking, you're definitely hard for heresy. Oh, so yeah. And you'll be completely up on swag as well. So, you know. So many swag. Yeah, and obviously there'll be dog tags. And yes. I'll try and send out all the dog tags uh, for Scandis. And they'll be coming to you on Monday. Yeah. So <laughs> as soon as they yeah, get so, to you on so, Monday, after so Monday, I'm definitely gonna. Up. Yeah, so I'll definitely by the time you're listening to this, uh, obviously it's uh, fucking autumn break, so I won't be able to go and post them. But I'll see if I can do a sneaky and get in and post them anyway. Having screaming kids hanging all over me while I hassle the post la- postal lady. She'll love you for that. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, but that's all the Swedish events, unless you want to go to you know, like Stiff Three, Adepticon, and so on and so on. I think we're going to be a big episode, so I think what we'll do is actually focus down on that. But to say that um, you and I are planning, you're, well, you're definitely going. I'm planning to go with uh, to do a U- U.S. Avranchian uh, Heresy podcast USA USA tour. Yeah, um, tour of 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Sweetie. Ching! boys on tour. Um, as we go and fly into Texas, into Houston, and then head up to the guys from the Forgotten Legion to hit up Stiff 3. And then we jump on a train and go all the way up to Chicago and hit up Adepticon, um, which is going to yeah. be all shades of fucking amazing. 
Oh, it's going to be fucking amazing. Yeah. And looking at all the events, like the preliminary event bookings, have yep. you had to look at them? I've had a oh, quick look over. A, why can't I do all of them? Because you're only one man, Freddy. Are you sure? Well, well, that's the voices in my head. Well, yeah, true, but even so, you can only do things with one hand at a time. Um, well, yeah. anyway. <laughs> Basically, for everyone that's read the book Fulgrim, that's, that conversation happens on a regular basis in my head. <laughs> I just need to get commission. I just need to commission a paint of myself. Preferably, so if there's any feces and internal uh, kind of, you know, kind of fluids and liquids painters out there specialists just uh, contact us on our email address yeah and please put fully attention freddy don't open otherwise <laughs> for the rest of us yeah just do us all a favor yeah two true primarchs and a cup two cups one primark maybe who knows oh uh, maybe mm. one yeah. se severed head boiled and ready yeah we'll right. have two two cups one primark one severed head and a vat of wine Oh yes, oh. there we are. That's your there night set. Are. That's your night. That's your evening set now, Freddy. So, Fuck you. Other than that, I think all I want to do is just very quickly give some shout outs to some friends. Uh, first of all, give a shout out to Miniature Realm Studios. Uh, of course, also to our friend Chris over at Scattershot Painting and Scattershot Hobbies, and Miles at Little Legend Studios, who's been uh, very up on dropping some of the new stuff that's been coming out recently. Yeah, enjoy your new uh, dice box. Exactly. Which and <laughs> big shout out to Josh as well, Josh Delarosa for putting that together. Um, Thank you. Just some. Oh, I'm so I, I'm very fortunate to have one podcast, one and one from the event. So I've actually got two, and they're amazing. And oh, I'm so happy with that. Um, and then some shout out to podcasts. First of all, the Covenant of Fire, Jake Busey, dude, loving your first one. Looking forward to the next one. Uh, it's a new podcast, so go to check that out. That's the Covenant of Fire. Um, then, of course, the uh, the big boys first. Let's get the Eye of Horus out of the way because uh, we don't we don't want to ignore them. We love them to pieces, but they are on top. And then rolling over to the Age of Darkness, the JP and Mark over there, Radio Freeus fan, and the Forgotten Legion boys. Um, there is, of course, our brothers in arms, the Northern Heresy. We've got the Seize Initiative boys as well. And Gino 5-2, our half guard who went out and did their own thing. It's it makes me so proud, like a proper papa moment, seeing the, seeing the kids go out and do it for themselves, and they're doing a damn good job. And <laughs> they seriously almost made me sick with the amount of suzerain cheese they've been doing recently. Um, oh, I hate the suzerain. Yeah, Talking God. about Mr. Plastic, fantastic. He's yeah. uh, he has texted me and said he's gonna he wants all the shields. Molder Custodes because uh -huh. he's going to build Caesareans out of uh, the new Prospero box. Is he really? So he's going. Yeah. Hang on, he's going Ultramarines. He's going Ultramarines. Pussy. Um, never, never give up on the iron. The iron within, iron without. Never, never step down from that. Well, that's the problem with you know uh, people that are in our age and don't have kids. They have too much income, <laughs> so yeah. they swap armies. Yeah, damn them, damn them all to hell. Um, okay, so. but, but you know, in, in fair enough, you should have one traitor and one loyalist army because yeah. it means that you can always have pickup games at your house. Uh, I guess that means I'm going to have to beer included. I think I'm going to have going to have to have a think about a freaking loyalist army at some point. Then maybe I'll do loyalist militia. I don't know. I'll think about it. Uh, black shields. <laughs> maybe I have actually got a very cool black shields idea, which I think I mentioned before. Mm -hmm. uh, oh wait, look, if you do loyalist militia, you can ally, ally them in either way. This is true. This is very. They true. swing both ways. Don't they just? 
Um, they are by by heresy. By heresy. <laughs> yeah. Are you by heresy curious? Are you by heresy yeah. curious? Are yeah. Well, uh, for the war master, that's all I'm saying. So I think that's <laughs> it. I think we're going to wrap this up. So, is there anything else you wanted to say, Freddie? Uh, nope. Just keep those dice rolling. Cool. Well, then it's a good night from me. And good night from me. And this is the Vrangian Heresy Podcast signing off. Uh, didn't you forget, forget the most important? I didn't the most forget. Important. I was just about to get there. Oh man, you cut me fuck? up. This, right. right, let's try this again because we're going to argue over each other for a second. So let's do this right. Remember, treat life like 30k. Be angry on in the streets. Be full grim in the sheets, and try not to lose your head. Now, this is the Ranji Ranji Heresy Podcast signing off. Oh,